attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Angelina Jolie playing the mistress of all evil are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Melphilis? Mephilix? Melissyphilis? Screw it. Investigating some malfeasance. <laughs> I thought that's what that word was when I saw it in print. I thought it was malfeasant. Why would her name be malfeasant? Because she's into trouble. She's making trouble. Yeah. Isn't that what malfeasance is? Nope. Badness. The Grimm right? brothers always nailing it on the head, I guess, right? <laughs> They're very literary. Sleeping beauty. I mean, there's really... She was asleep and quite a looker. Also a teenager. A little creepy. Yes, me. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. This house is a fucking prison! <laughs> On planet bullshit! In the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks! <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, an oasis for weary travelers. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week. Basically, search the movie guys anywhere you like on the World Wide Webs, and we come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can, and if you do, still, no charge. Newly posted to themovieguys.net, you can read a review of Big Bad Wolves, an Israeli horror film that Quentin Tarantino called the best film of 2013. Have you heard of this movie? No. Big What's bad it called? Wolves? The Big Bad That's Wolves? why I listen to the Movie Guys podcast. And go to the end. <laughs> We're informative <laughs> and entertaining. Yeah, I want to start listening to this podcast. <laughs> now would be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have a review on there from one of our horror buff movie guys, and you can find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on ComedyPodcastNetwork.com, Break.com, IO Comedy Network, and clips from the show on Funny or Die. And last bit of housekeeping, check us out at WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, and JonasMountRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 Eastern. Your hosts for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius and Adam Witt. Karen is not with us, as she will be off for a number of shows as she hits the stage in Northern California performing live in a musical for several weeks. Mm -hmm. To fill in this week, we have two stand-up comics and writers joining us who are doing a comedy show this week at the Nerd Melt Showroom called Part 2, The Sequel. Tony, show. Sam... What's that? Part 2, this, I'm, I'm doing this oh, for please. Tony. He was very concerned. Feel free. The actual title is yes. Part 2, The Sequel Show. The seek part two, the sequel show. See, Tony, I told Thank you I'd handle it. Tony, Sam, Ron, <laughs> Babcock are with us here joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Can you hear me? I feel like I can't hear myself again. Turn up your your knob. I'll turn his. Uh... Now, have, have you said anything? Hello? Well, that would be part of the problem. <laughs> oh, okay, there he is. Yeah, it's operating much better. Hey, what a treat. <laughs> for everybody. What a delight. <laughs> Later in the show, we'll be talking to movie guy Justin Bowler, who's stopping by the Admirals Club, and we'll do a quick mm -hmm. indie roundup. And as ever, we bring you our signature take on what's opening this weekend with our movie previews. This week, you can expect uh, Mellifulous, or, no, it's uh, Mel 50 Cent or something. <laughs> go, 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 show. It's all right, whatever. It's a new movie with Angelina Jolie. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Which, by the way, those are not prosthetic cheekbones. Have you that's seen the makeup on her in that film? Those are not prosthetic. That's actually Angelina Jolie's face. You've oh. been warned. Also this week, A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> you mean A, a Million Ways to Laugh? Because, <laughs> you know, uh, Seth MacFarlane is funny. All right, don't do that. Get ready. I'm about to <laughs> shoot a full load at your can. Cheekbones! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> We're like a million billboards around L.A. Hey, really pushing yeah. that one down my throat. It's like, I get it. You made a movie. Will you go? 
from I mean, the creators. Not on opening weekend. I mean, there's a couple other things I want to see first, but I'll see it. From the creators of Ted. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to bring him in. <laughs> you never heard that guy do comedies. That's true. That's probably why. No, That's did. not the voice I for it. I thought you did one, right? From the makers. If you like <laughs> boogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a boy. <laughs> about a boy. From the gang who brought you license to drive. <laughs> dream a little dream. <laughs> Scary movie too. <laughs> he did do that. When Savannah smiles. Oh my God. There's your HBO movie. Savannah smiles. Right? Exactly. That's a question I always ask that the guests. We'll get pack. to that later. But there's some movies you. Six Pack! Right? Yes, it's a movie you only know because Cable ran the hell out of oh, it. Oh, love Kenny six Rogers. Pack. Yes. Yeah. He drove the chicken car. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was ironic because later in life he had Kenny Rogers roasters. Roasters. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was ever. That's a good time. chicken. Yeah. What was the other one with Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson? Gator? He drove a race car. Stroker Ace. Stroker Ace. Stroker Ace. Oh, Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. And no, not, much of mo- not much of a, a title as much as a command. <laughs> do you think he still loves her? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Why not? I mean, what's he got to lose? What is he, like, eight, pushing 80? He already gave her all the money. Right? You never forget your first 80s bombshell, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Go back and watch WKRP. She is Stacked. insanely hot. It's uh, oh, pretty out of yeah. control. Yeah, boobies. <laughs> Our Tony Sam sound effects machine. Booby. Play a couple other things here from the Tony Sam soundboard. Booby. Boners. Boners. Actually, no way to shut that soundboard. Boners. Boners. Worse than iTunes. Boners. Go forever. Scott, are you carting this? All right. Well, how much is Disney trying to make you care about their new movie starring Angelina Jolie? IMDb has a countdown clock to its premiere. Oh, come on. That's how much. So we better talk about it, Adam. Get ready to tie down the furniture because it's Brad's turn to watch the kids. So Angelina Jolie's back in theaters and on a scenery-only diet in Maleficent. Maleface? A malad... Adjustment. I am. Snowman. Abominable. 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 The abominable. 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 Whatever. Now, following the recent trend of deanimating classic, classic children's cartoons, Disney has decided to one-up Snow White and the Huntsman and Transformers by bringing one of their own cartoons to life and casting real people, or at least Angelina Jolie, <laughs> to play them. And good news, her British accent is better than Madonna's. Ooh. This is the untold story of Disney's most iconic villain from the 1959 classic Sleeping Beauty. And by iconic, we mean few remember her name, and she is often confused with Cruella Deville or the evil queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. How will Sleeping Beauty be updated? Well, for one, there's a product tie-in. If your racing thoughts keep you awake, sleep is here on the wings of Lunesta. <laughs> Lunesta helps you fall asleep and stay asleep so you can wake up feeling rested. Christ, that sounds like her. <laughs> <laughs> Two, please. Uh, Lee, is this based on a book? Well, Paul, it is based on the story La Belle à Bois Dormant by Charles Perrault, mm. who based that on Little Briar Rose by the Grimm Brothers. Little Plus, Briar Rose... It is based on the motion picture Sleeping Beauty with story adaptation by Erdman Penner and a screenplay by Joe Rinaldi, uh-huh. Winston Hilber, Jesus. Bill Pete, Ted Spears, Ralph Wright, and Milt Banta. Ah, uh, really? 
<laughs> what's it? A lot of people to crack that code, huh? <laughs> Wait, so what's it based on? So it is, I think, a book. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, we'll take it as a book. A lot of shit to go through. Though. Points. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep score, Tony. For that many writers. That was yes, my Chris points. Hardwick. That was your Chris Hardwick. Points. <laughs> I just the soundboard is just over. It's over. <laughs> it, it's acting on its Well, own. he makes his cues. <laughs> this thing's out of control tonight. Right. No shit. <laughs> The character mm. of maltreatment, maldodorous, Melmahay, uh, is the mistress of all evil. Now, how does one get to be the mistress of all evil? I assume by having sex with all evil while the wife of all evil is attending her book club. Ooh. But the famous mealworms or mallow cup, <laughs> mayonnaise villain, goes full wicked, not just to inevitably bring us this... Uh, movie to Broadway when Disney's Planes, the musical, has finished its run, but also to give the backstory of a famous one-note villain. The mistress of all evil is made sympathetic when we find out that Macadamia was <laughs> once a fairy whose wings were stolen from her by Sleeping Beauty's father, King Stefan. This club has everything. Clones, <laughs> freaks, sneezing, <laughs> trance, stilts, throw-up music, backpacks, Sea lions, Ron Wood, groups of guys with afros and graduation caps, solos, puke people, a sheepdog that looks like Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Don't he, they all? <laughs> he's played by the greatest villain working today, Charlotte Copley from Elysium who will soon play Boba Fett in Star Wars standalone movie if I have anything to do with it, and I don't. In the end, the now heroic Miralax from Marzipan, <laughs> Muscle Beach, <laughs> enlists the help of Awake Beauty to help stop the king, bringing together all the spirits of the woods to fight the king's army in a million-on-million million epic CGI battle so big, it's like something you've seen before, but never before in this exact movie. <laughs> Mel Gibson is a movie that really should have been directed by Tim Burton. No, really, it should have been. Tim Burton was tentatively attached to direct, but when the producers wouldn't let him cast Johnny Depp in the title role as the fairy with scissor, scissor wings, he withdrew his interest. Quick, what's the story of Sleeping Beauty? Uh, Wrong, you uh, don't remember. And that's just what Disney is <laughs> counting on, hoping you'll confuse the mythology of the Wizard of Oz with that of Sleeping Beauty. But Militant, or Missile Commander, <laughs> is the story of a wicked... Witch? No, a wicked fairy godmother. Mm. See, that's how they get you. Clever. Does she get her wings back? I guess we'll have to see the movie to find out. Oh, wait, it's in the trailer. She does. Not only that, Angelina does something she's never done before in a movie. Gain weight when she turns into a dragon. So if nothing else sells you on this movie, there's dragons. And everybody loves dragons, except Christian Bale in A Reign of Fire. What the fuck is it with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing is for sure. If you're a fan of delicious villainy or dragons, then you'll love Maleficent. I got that right. Hey, oh, congratulations. Hey, it right. Oh, well done. All right. Starring Angioplasty Joan Baez, or whatever her name is. All I know is that whenever she adopts a child, an angel gets her wings. Uh, there you go. <laughs> That's Priscilla. Mr. Cellophane. Can you guys really not say it? Or do what? True. Say the word. We were joking. Malipident? <laughs> I can <laughs> say malipident. Were you guys malibdenum. being malipident? Malipident. Were you being malfacetious? Yeah, malfacetious. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the big brain oh, on boy. Thesaurus Boy. That Points! Is, that's a stretch. <laughs> but I don't understand the story because it sounds like they're trying to make her sympathetic. And if you if you read the backstory, she was kind of like ostracized or thrown out of her kingdom and then needs to get it back. But somehow the Sleeping Beauty is going to help 
bring peace, and so she's got to work with her. I don't. I think there's the woods people. Ah, uh, yes. Mal- now, now it's all clear. And Maleficent. <laughs> so, am I to understand <laughs> this is a new telling? This is a new take on an old classic, oh. Tony. It's the new telling of a story that's never been told before. Now, have any of you guys seen it yet? Like Spider-Man. No, why would we? <laughs> that's not what the show's about. We do we do preemptive. Ah. These are previews, not reviews. So. Oh, okay. The best part about our show is we'll talk about every movie, but we only have to see the ones we like. Yeah. yeah we we just watched the trailers. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? I haven't even seen the trailer. Yeah, I've, just, I've only seen the billboards, and I'm like, I don't even know what this She's got horns. She's That's why you're not at confused. Me. There's wings. I'm also not like a 14-year-old girl, so I'm not really interested in this shit. <laughs> oh, I you know? disagree. I, I disagree. You are a 14-year-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> is <laughs> that why I want guys to always bite my neck? <laughs> I think the movie looks sexy and exciting. I can't wait to go to the theater and see it. <laughs> wait, that wasn't on my soundboard at all. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> No one was supposed to say that during the I show. think it's a sexy new telling. It looks it looks like a feast for the eyes. It does look They're like They're talking a about feast this being eyes. a comeback for her. Did she really go anywhere? Did I uh, Well, was she ever here? She, she had a surgery. Yeah. Oh, did she? Remember yeah. the double mastectomy? Yeah, yeah, make fun oh, of that. That's right. The preemptive. <laughs> Let's see you make jokes about that. We missed out on the... Yeah, Paul. Make your little jokes head. about <laughs> her mastectomy, Paul. Yeah. Make your little jokes. my mastectomy jokes. Give me just a second. I got like 40 of them. Are you going to mispronounce though. mastectomy now? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. I just don't want to... You know what? I am just done with this. Yeah. Let's, let's and we have our four first storm out over that. <laughs> and then I can't open the garage door and just have to stay here. I'm Studio door, Ed. please. Come, come on, you come still on. fired up an hour later. <laughs> I'm still fired up, but I'm going to sit back down because I don't know how to work this. Well, no, the backstory is that she has a history of cancer in her family, so she had both of her breasts removed as a preemptive yeah. strike yeah. again. So yeah. technically, she's a pre-cancer survivor, which I think we all are. So that's why all she pre-cancer took, survivors? That's why she took the role? Well, and that's why she's back now. <laughs> that's that why was a comeback. Yeah. But yeah. don't you have to like uh, have like a bomb and the movie that doesn't make any money and stuff like that? That's and then you have your comeback, right? No, then you go into drug addiction, then you clean up, then you have your comeback, right? Robert Downey Jr. She didn't go Worked anywhere. Yeah, I know. She just didn't act. Not for a according couple to years. the press. Like Brad didn't attack. For, uh, didn't act for a couple she years. She decided too, right? to raise twelve. How many kids? Africa. She decided to raise the Congo. Is that what the point is when you're like a rich movie star? It's like you can do whatever you want if you want to travel the world. You want to go hike something. Yeah. You don't have to do a movie all the time. You don't know us. I'd be like, oh, am I back now? I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm rich as balls. Like, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, I want to go vacation for three years. That way you can write the story about how this is my comeback. It can't be a comeback if I keep acting. I'm going to go vacation. Well, I've always thought that was interesting how you're not allowed to just not be a good actor anymore. Like, we don't expect boxers to box until they're 60. We, we go, that's a perishable skill. You should stop doing it. Yeah. Maybe you should stop acting sometime. Yeah, I like to talk to the, the guy behind you about that. <laughs> Tell that to <laughs> Mark Wahlberg or Kevin Costner. Uh, or Harrison Kevin Ford. Costner. Kevin yeah. Costner. You know what, Kev? It's time for you to walk away from the game. I Kevin you were about Harrison Ford. I was no, no, no. Say, I love hey. Harrison. Kevin Costner is like. He's kind of, done, right? He's kind of my most hated actor. Really? I, oh, God. But he doesn't really act enough even, for you to increase your ire. Through, I couldn't even get through Bull Durham. Kind Come of on. Shot off. 80s, 80s Costner? Uh, uh, this is my Kevin Costner. Ready? I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm acting. <laughs> like, it's just, it's like, I get it. He Tone shouts it in every movie. So, you think he'd be the boss of, like, uh, Jetson? Listen, that's what it sounds like there. <laughs> Kevin Costner, Tin Cup? Great. <laughs> tin Cup that's is great. great. That's his best work. Other Field than that, Dreams is great. Dances with Wolves. Untouchables. Was 
Untouchables is you. the worst. No, that no, is oh not God. the worst. You're sir. crazy. Oh, I will snap <laughs> all your necks no, now. You're crazy. And get away with it. I'll admit it might have been better. <laughs> If but you get, it's pretty damn good. Just because you get loud doesn't mean you're right. right? Oh, so, I'm sorry, Tony. Sound effect, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking to me about volume. Touchables is a quality film. I'm actually arguing with you now through the soundboard about Tony. Sam, the RA has arrived <laughs> to, to settle this. I am dispute. sorry. It's SFX quiet hours. Bit. It is quiet hours. I may not like the Touchables, but Paul doesn't like mastectomies. And really, what's has I really am offended by that. That's a good point. Right. I leave the house sometimes for boobs, and I if you don't have them, let's. I mean, what am I? What am I living for? You're a monster, sir. <laughs> you are a monster, sir. Now let me just say one thing about Maleficent. About Booby! Mastectomy. 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 We didn't do that one. We didn't go there. We didn't do that one. Uh, you were saying, Adam, one thing about it? Looks looks cool. Discussion. <laughs> no, I think it's. I mean, this is like a classic Disney villain, right? D Disney really cut their villains from. Some sort of movie stone. I think she's cut from the yeah, movie yeah, stone yeah. as well wearing, in terms of she's iconic wearing all black. She's image. very pale. Yeah. So Have I, you seen her give that little yeah. cackle in the trailer? No. Yes. Now I'm to understand that all villains are evil. Is that what I'm doing? Well, but I yes. think you're going to learn that yes. she's not in this movie. Yes. Does that, she have oh, a nice... No. She turns that's why they drink. go wicked. No, she's bad. My question, does she if have a nice place? All villains... Always have very nice. Which has a castle, living spaces. Villains Lairs like don't own futons. But you know how cold castles are. I mean, it's Villains not luxury. are very drafty. Into having sex. <laughs> Them and James Bond. That's so anyway, <laughs> sexual intercourse. <laughs> All right. So look. Um, with uh, one of the great villains in animation coming to life, Cruella de Vil in the can, and Sofia Coppola signing on to direct The Little Mermaid, we, did decide, we decided to see what was next to the Mouse House, and sure enough, The Hollywood Reporter has an article on just that. So I do. It does. Reporter. It do does. You, Tony, do you have your the most current edition of the No, I think I'm reading yes, the rap. Yes, you do. Rap. No, we all have, we all have the most yes. current edition of the Hollywood Oh, I have the rap. Oh, here it is. Oh, good. Here it good. Is. We all have... Wow. Oh, we're all reading the same I have the Boulevard Watches. <laughs> Edition. The most current edition We're of the Hollywood all reading the same so. thing. Right, so example, what are we doing here, Paul? We're looking for what? Well, these are, these are... So other... you say there's an article in this mutual issue of... Uh... <laughs> yes. Other villain uh, movies out there that the Disney's oh, putting together. For example, finally Bill Sykes, the villain from Oliver and Company. Oh, that oh, villain. Oh, like yeah. Ron, yeah, Ron just can't stop going on about Oliver and Company. Oh, we'll get we, excited. We, oh, we all remember. For that one. We Disney's all remember Sykes. 1988 classic <laughs> comes to life in Godfather and Company. It seems hmm. Bill Sykes, the shipyard agent mobster loan shark from Oliver and Company, didn't start that way, and that's what Disney will show all of their fans, how mobster Bill Sykes came into power Long before he would be harnessing, uh, harnessing, harassing dogs and cats. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm reading the rap. I'm not reading Hollywood Reporter. Of dogs. Uh, he was a small timer, it turns out, working at a dog shelter, practicing for his future by harassing little puppies and kittens. See, that's fascinating. Wow. This actually sounds more like Godfather 2 in company, but still. <laughs> uh, you know, Paul, as I leave through my edition of the most recent uh, <laughs> Hollywood Reporter. Is something Reporter. else? Is something else? Yeah, in, uh, leave through it a it little bit. It looks like... Uh, Change the oh, here it is. You're not I'm leaving. Sorry. Yeah, no, here it is. Um, <laughs> it looks like there's a, a Professor Radigan. You oh, may of remember. Course. Yeah, the mouse's arch enemy of the great mouse detective. Oh, yeah. He gets his own movie in Mousetrap. Whoa. There's a good name. Clever. It's all about the title. Now, in this movie, Radigan meets and teams up with his eventual nemesis, a young Basil of Baker Street, oh, who was then only a petty mouse detective. Mm. Now, the two embark on their first adventure as trouble arises in a mouse paradise, <laughs> the beloved dumpsters of a county fair. 
Tensions arise as Basil begins to suspect Radigan as the murderer and also the thief of the last McNugget in the discarded McDonald's box. This is due out, oh, uh, summer of 2015, so we're going to have to wait a a bit. I'll wait. If you don't want to see the Avengers Age of Ultron, you can go to this. (laughs) Something to look forward to. My summer's booked. Is that a real movie? Yes, yeah. it's in the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there's there's other ones. There's an article right there. That oh, mine doesn't have any. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't know? Oh, here's one. <laughs> here's one. <laughs> look closer, Tony. <laughs> oh, I see. I wasn't looking. You need to rifle, ruffle through the pages. Oh, look at here. Item. <laughs> Item. Disney is proud to announce they've gone <laughs> they've gone into production on a character we all know and love, but don't know their full story. God forbid. It's Chernabog. Oh, yes. That, oh, yeah. that bat creature from Fantasia that we all know. Yeah, what? Exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's no, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Finally, oh, the Chernabog. tale. I want to know what's going on the with The tale Chernabog. that needed to be told. Finally, <laughs> the tale of a soul-taking bat creature of the night can be told in A Night on Park Slope. The movie features a young Chernabog as he tries to find love and happiness <laughs> in modern-day <laughs> Brooklyn. Uh, probably Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, right. sorry. Sometimes things are misspelled, but you can kind of well, figure out what we were writing. Well, it is Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's oh, a right. library. It, it could be Brooklyn. Modern day Brooklyn. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant. Wow. <laughs> it is Disney. Maybe it's a world made of books. It's, it's, well, it takes place true. in a library. Yeah. The page master might live in Brooklyn. This is so far advanced in production that I think there's a clip that oh, you can no hear, shit. but I'm... But it's in a magazine, so I hope oh, we can well, all hear it. Hey, let me play the clip. We should have oh. rehearsed. Chernabog oh. <laughs> oh. just want to get a coffee at local coffee house, but now neighborhood is overpriced. Chernabog sad. Maybe Chernabog should work on indie comic. Chernabog wonder if deeper meaning coming through. Chernabog wish he could find someone special to raise dead from cemeteries at night. Hey, can Chernabog shut the hell up? Hey, some of us are trying to work over here. (laughs) Jesus. So sorry. So sorry. I don't need to hear the inner monologue, buddy. Sorry. You know, this place is going to shit. Hey, you do you, pal. You do you. Oh, haters gonna hate. Oh. That sounds good. I hope. Yeah, that, that actually sounds. That sounds that pretty good. Out. I like excited. when that guy gave him some shit in that Brooklyn coffee <laughs> shop. There <laughs> is no uh, real, I don't release know, date. No, no, the no, streets no. of Brooklyn are, are crazy. Oh, yeah. here you know what? It seems uh, one of the <laughs> characters they're adapting is the famous Horned King Ooh, from say. the Black Cauldron. Oh my God! Oh, I oh, love yeah. that. Guy. I know. The people have been clamoring for from one of Disney's most famous movies about Welsh mythology, <laughs> The Black Cauldron. <laughs> comes this new live-action tale answering the question that all fans of the movie have come to wonder. How did the zombie sorcerer slash living corpse without a soul come to be? Good Good question. question. And according to the treatment, the movie takes place during the Welsh Jazz Age, 430 AD, obviously. Favorite Welsh. Oh, my gosh. Where a young chauffeur player nicknamed King of the Horn with immense soul captures the hearts of Wales with this classy ragtime rhythm. Oh, ragtime, sorry. With his classy ragtime rhythm. I don't have it. With his classy ragtime rhythm. <laughs> there it is. But when he's killed for his instrument by dark magic of Gaul, Magnus Maximus, the soulless king trades sorcery for music as the living dead. Ooh. Wow. Well, that one sounds really good. No wonder it I did. didn't see the first one. Kind of thrilling. 
Yeah. And riveting. Oh, and, and check. Okay, I, there's. I see one more uh, article here. And finally, uh, uh, Disney has announced a project. Now, this won't be out till Christmas 2016. Mm. Uh, but it's a live action movie telling the untold story of you know perhaps one of the most well known Disney villains, and that's the guy who shot Bambi's mom. Oh, oh. Doug. Oh, yeah. the hunter. Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. His name is Doug. Well, it turns Good out. Guy. Turns out Bambi's mom was not the first deer the hunter had killed. The story tells how a young man who'd never touched a gun takes an abandoned fawn and raises it as his only friend. But when the deer reaches maturity and fails to return the hunter's affections, <laughs> choosing instead to settle down with a buck with a giant rack, when the deer Whoa. turns to drugs and attacks the hunter, beating him and leaving him in a puddle of blood, the hunter turns his back on their kind and decides to kill every deer in his path until he finds the one that wronged him in White Tail Red Death. Ooh, wow. No deer is safe. Yeah, that sounds like Doug. Hey, oh, starring Cliven Bundy as the hunter. Oh, so well, when you said a big rack, did you mean a, a male deer with tits? Well, it's a double entendre. <laughs> I believe it's what the French would call a double or, entendre. Or did it have boobs on its head? <laughs> what would those boobs either. sound it's like? It's theater though? of the mind. <laughs> theater of the mind. So whatever you see, whatever, I'm just, whatever it had curious, boobs on its head I'm until just it had a double mesectomy. It <laughs> had a double malfeasance. <laughs> because that's hilarious. A, that buck was a pre-cancer survivor. <laughs> yes. As we all are. Oh, dear. All right, not ripping anything off that we know of is our next film of May 30th. A Million Ways More to Die in the West. Week? Yeah, it's true. They don't stop. <laughs> uh, the maker of Ted steps out from behind the bear to stand in his second live-action feature, but the first where he's live-action acting. Lee, let's talk about it. Here we <laughs> go. Movies, 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 movies. Never put lyrics to that. Uh, well, let's see. Fans of 2013 Oscar hosts get excited because Seth MacFarlane's back. He's in the desert, and somehow he's not dying of overexposure in A Million Ways to Die in the West. We saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. In the movie that we saw, we saw your boobs. Meryl Streep, we saw your boobs in Silkwood. Naomi Watson, Mulholland Drive. Angelina Jolie, we saw your boobs in Gia. They made us feel excited and alive. <laughs> I thought that was great. That is fantastic. That's such balls to do that at a oh, real yeah. opening with Shatner. I mean, Holy shit! Everything he yeah. did, I thought was great. Now, how hilariously deadly was the Old West? <laughs> well, gunfights at high noon were apparently the least of your worries. Lethal farts, falling ice, raging bulls, packs of wild dogs, and Liam Neeson were just as deadly. Now, if you don't know Seth MacFarlane, he's the creator-slash-everything of Family Guy, a show that everybody's seen, and American Dad, a show that's still on the air. Now, MacFarlane has recently received a little backlash when he went from beloved cult item to a wildly popular household name, thus turning off his initial fans, who MacFarlane now needs less than ever. McFarland sets his saddles. Jesus Christ! McFarland sets his saddles ablaze on the first comedy western I can recall since 1994's Bad Girls. What? Bad Girls. I don't think that was supposed to be funny, <laughs> but you try and take Andy McDowell with a gun seriously. So this might be the first comedy of its kind since Three Amigos, and probably with more singing. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Smile! Smile! McFarlane's follow-up to the hilarious pot-smoking teddy bear tale, Ted, is a movie that's even more crude and pulls even less punches, partially because it has actual punches. The Western tells the story of Albert Stark, played by Seth McFarlane, who has to learn the ways when he loses his girl after he turns coward in the face of a duel. Yellow, yellow belly, 
deep cut. <laughs> Unlike last week's Blended, where Adam Sandler attempted to mix slapstick with gross-out comedy for the whole family to ignore, Seth MacFarlane has no problem making this an adult comedy, from the street vendor bursts into flames start to bloody ice block crushing finish. Now, there's no mistaking what A Million Ways to Die in the West is about, as the title contains more information about what's in the movie than any movie out today, except for maybe Godzilla. 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 They called him. Godzilla. Can someone walk me to my car? I'm afraid of Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think it was that great. It was, it was horrible. Serious, that's all. I didn't like it. Oh, you, the movie you didn't like it? I, I didn't think it was that good. Hmm. Wait, who's he? Ken Watanabe? Godzilla? No, he's talking no, about the movie. The whole movie. movie. The movie. Oh. I was like, eh. Yeah. yeah. But I hear people be like, you want a lot if of If I hear someone that doesn't like this movie, I don't want to know him. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's true. That is that. You really liked it? I did like it. He I, liked it. I saw it twice yeah. in the weekend. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, right. you saw Weird, Godzilla. Right? Twice? Yeah. Oh, wow. Godzilla. I did see Godzilla. You must twice. have really liked Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Every great director has their favorite Sorry. actor collaborators, whether it's Martin Scorsese with De Niro or Leonardo DiCaprio or, or Akira Kurosawa with Toshiro Mifune. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Here, director <laughs> Seth MacFarlane reteams with one of his favorite actors, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, but burr! But if... <laughs> Take that, rich guy. <laughs> but if Seth MacFarlane weren't enough reason to see this, then certainly the supporting cast is, as he's backed up by Charlize Theron as a hot chick. Mm. Neil Patrick Harris is a guy who's great in everything. Sarah Silverman as a prostitute with a big bush. And Giovanni Ribisi as the virgin. I yeah. hear his performance will have you saying, oh right, he's an actor. <laughs> also included for uh, also included for great measure is Liam Neeson, perfectly cast as a black-headed, gunslinging outlaw. A performance which earned him the cover of, and this is true, Cowboys and Indians magazine. In a cruel historical irony, stealing the cover from Wes Studi. I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> I can act in movies. Very specific. You're going to be taken. You're going to fly this plane. Now, oddly enough, <laughs> one of the ways to die... <laughs> Oddly enough, one of the ways to die in the West isn't having sex. Now, mm. I always thought that back then, the smell alone would have been enough to kill you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because in this movie, most of the sex being had seems to be with Sarah Silverman, and Ooh. that definitely won't kill you. It'll make you see God, but it won't kill you. Spoiler alert, they don't actually show a million ways to die. I smell sequel! Well played, Universal. Hey, any film that casts Gilbert Gottfried as Abraham Lincoln can't be all bad. <laughs> That's an interesting act you have there. What do you call yourself? And they say, the aristocrat! There you go. <laughs> million ways to die in the West. Is he really the Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, I believe it, IMDb says as much. Really? Yeah. There's a bunch of cameos in it. Some they're giving away in the TV trailer, which is unfortunate. I kind of want to see it now. You guys made me want to see it. Really? I didn't well, realize there was that. all that, that many people like in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I actually steer clear of watching trailers because they do have that tendency to tell you exactly what's going to happen in the movie. Yep. Like the whole like uh, chef with John Favreau, like his new movie. I haven't seen that trailer. Uh, they've been pumping it man that is that making the waves on the old npr like every other <laughs> every other show is like uh an interview with a, a chef sean favreau which he made for only five million dollars like you know they're whatever <laughs> and you the, the whole movie's in the trailer like it's literally right. the whole thing it's like wh wh why do i have to watch this everyone now? says it's oh. a very expensive twitter ad <laughs> <laughs> is that true That's, i don't know 
I just I just wish that they would wouldn't give away the whole thing. I know there's going to be a happy ending. You don't need to shove it in my face. But that's that's the new thing. Like my buddy Mike Nichols, friend of the show, he is an editor and he's he's looked at all these trailers over the years. And now more than just get you excited to come see their movie, they'll tell you everything about it so you don't have to worry. I don't want you to worry. Your twelve dollars well spent. Look, here's how it ends. You'll be happy. Don't sweat it. Give me your money. Mm. They they're scared. They're editing from a place of like worry. I've said this before. I'm a little. I, I don't need to know how the whole movie ends, but I am getting to the point in my movie watching career where I don't really want to worry about whether the guy's going to win or not. That's why I like Jack Reacher because Jack Reacher starts out kicking ass. He doesn't stop kicking ass and then credits. There's no chance he's not going to win. Yeah, Ron, tell, yeah. tell us how much the movie sucks. Listen, bro. Tom Cruise what? is awesome. Oh, Jack Reacher is oh, oh. fucking amazing. Oh, I love Tom Cruise. I hate the fact the that we've taken here. Tom Cruise down. You know oh. why I like Tom Cruise? Because it's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't always give. It's like, hey, here's. I'm gonna. There's this thing on screen that's gonna happen for two hours. It's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. I'm like, yeah, here's fourteen dollars. Hey, Ron, I will always watch that. I have always <laughs> said, if you want Tom Cruise in your movie, you cannot do better than Tom Cruise. He's, he's so he does his own stunts. Hey, what's, what's he's the Tom Cruise. What's the new movie he's coming out with? Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. so you get I'm to gonna, see him die through a whole movie. I'm gonna watch the shit again. out of that too. Always yeah. wanted that. Here's the I other know, thing about Tom Cruise. Soldier. Here's the other thing about Tom Cruise. I don't care if he's full of shit. I promise you that if you spent a half hour of Tom Cruise, you would feel fucking great. Fucking and it might be all <laughs> lies. He's like from yoga. Else, I don't care. I don't care. You would walk away thinking I'm best friends with Tom Cruise. I bet you just like Bill Clinton. People say yes. they don't want to not like Bill yeah. Clinton, but once you meet the man, you're like, oh, he's just. If so you talk deep, to Tom, he wins Cruise, you over immediately. If you talk to Tom Cruise for a half hour, that's the same thing as doing like a 12 day juice cleanse. <laughs> you <laughs> feel good. There's no way he's not going to have an effect on you. Well, I feel. Like you wouldn't want to cross Tom Cruise. <laughs> right. Oh. You wouldn't leave. No. You wouldn't want to leave. He'd be like, So, do we have a nice meeting? You're like, Mm hmm. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate intensity. Where he won yeah. me over was when he was walking the, the rope line or the red carpet and a guy squirted him in the face with oh, the yeah. flower. Did you ever see this? No, what did he do? What did he do? No, no. He just, the guy shook his hand, and this was, the the joke was he was going to get Tom Cruise to shake his hand and then squirt him in the face with his squirting flower. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it happened- How Scooby-Doo of him. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Brilliant. As soon as it happened, Tom- just instantly grabbed his hand, wouldn't let him let go, and just very calmly talked to him and said, why, why would you do that? Do you think that's funny? I you come over imagine. here, I give you some of my time, I say hello to you, and you squirt me, and the guy is just... He's turning to, turning yeah. to a noodle. Yeah. yeah, he's just disappearing. Oh. Dude, that's... Oh. So is the go guy look dead now? Yes, Tom had him killed late, <laughs> shortly there. And then, of course... And then he Everybody likes out. to make fun of Tom Cruise, just because he jumped on a couch. Yeah. The whole he jumped on a couch. It was like, oh, he's yeah. too Tom Cruisey. Well, it's like, what's that one politician who started shouting? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dean Howard Dean. Howard Dean. Dean. Yeah, ruined him. You're like, yeah. God, he can't. He's yeah. like, people don't like <laughs> to see people excited. No, oh, you can't be. You can roll up on a black transvestite hooker on Hollywood Boulevard, not a problem. But jump on a sofa. Well, we're not too sure we Excitement want you in our movie. Shows weakness. <laughs> Tom yeah. Cruise is the last movie star. Yeah, kind of like. You don't think Clooney is? You know, Leonardo DiCaprio like doesn't open movies. Can Leonardo I, DiCaprio. Can I tell you something else that I'm a little bit tired of? You know, right DiCaprio behind Kevin Costner, I can't. I'm just sick and tired of George Clooney being like, like Gravity. It's like, oh my God, he's gonna be George Clooney in space. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you the original there, title? Is there the any title. place where you're not just charming? Like, are you all just like, no, we're in space. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit's no, happening. You're right. You're it's right. He's just like <laughs> he's so fucking George Clooney. It. You're in space. Can you just like gonna be yeah. like, I'm cracking jokes, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't touch that. <laughs> and it's like, shut the fuck up, George Clooney. We're trying to work on a space station. Hold right. on a second, Even I as a to. ghost vision in the movie, he's cracking <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah, even as a ghost. Spoiler alert. He's real charming. Charming and translucent. George Clooney in space. And I know if I met him, I'd be like. 
like, you're right. the best now George you, Clooney. You said Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no, that guy's the, a dream The boat. thing I would say about yeah. him is he's highly dependent upon the creative team behind him. He's got Scorsese or Ridley Scott or whatever give you that. director. But Tom Cruise, it's like, you can't even name the directors of his movies most of the time. Who directed Oblivion? The, Go. Dude, yeah. You give that guy a Dr. Seuss book, he turns The Tron into. 2 guy. You know what would <laughs> yeah, be true. great is if we could get Tom Cruise <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio to switch movie roles. Wouldn't that be fun to put like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Jack Reacher, uh, and then put Tom Cruise and like Titanic Gilbert Grape, and <laughs> just <laughs> see what happens. Tom Cruise Get is the wolf tree. of Wall Street. Oh my oh, god, that my head a, just exploded. That would be an amazing movie. <laughs> that would be a fucking movie. Oh, Tom. Oh yes. Oh yeah. He would be an intense. Uh, we kid. should run Hollywood. <laughs> I feel like we have this on lockdown. We've got late. pretty good ideas. <laughs> I think we got great ideas. You know who shouldn't run Hollywood? Paul. Me? Well, you're coming around with the whole Jack Reacher thing. Stick around. That Untouchables bullshit. His Untouchables bullshit. We're going to fight after that. Untouchables 2. The Touchables. The Touchables? Ooh, I like being touched. Tony Sam. Oh, the Tony Sam Sam is stuck. I can't do anything about it. Hey, Hollywood, are you listening? I do voiceovers. I don't think so. Concludes the story. No, they're not listening. Nope. No. All right. Well, look. So uh, concludes oh, the discussion Adam, portion. Adam, of, so, uh, yeah. Adam wanted me to play this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is one of my favorite parody westerns. Have you guys ever heard of? Well, I don't know. I wrote you a little lead okay. up, but the uh, Wrestler's Rhapsody. No. With Tom Berenger. It was like eighty four, eighty five. Friend of the show. Mm. Tom Berenger, friend of a friend of the show, and. Uh, uh, anyway, it's a really great kind of like it's got a tone about it that's that's as comedy goes is like super mature. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really. Uh, uh, well, go ahead and play the clip. Oh, it's been it. aged. Is, it's been aged. Listen to this. I think you're out of order, Blackie. What do you know? You're just a prostitute, someone who sells her body to anyone with a financial wherewithal to. All right, <laughs> that'll be enough of that kind of talk. <laughs> He's like such a goody good. This is just a warning. If you or your men draw on me, I'll shoot each man in the hand. <laughs> but he wears like all the classic singing cowboy shirts. Yeah, all and white. He's like impeccably yeah. dressed and so white and never dirty. And oh, awesome. uh, it's it's and he's, I don't know. It's it's a really funny movie. Rustler's Rhapsody. Rustler's he's Rhapsody. one of those guys. That I don't kind think of a forgotten I like film. him as an actor either. Do you guys have like one of those movies where Tom you like, but then nobody else has ever seen it? Definitely. I mean, that's one of them. I don't know if mine is the wrong guy with Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. The wrong oh, guy. I've never seen that. Is it's that where just, he shows his dick? No, uh, no it's, a, it's a case of mistaken identity movie. It's, uh -huh. it's so if, if you like the man who knew too little with Bill Murray, yes. like you'll love the wrong guy. And it's what is one of those movies that like no one saw. Uh, but it's like I, I'm just like I, I saw it when I was a kid. I was like, this is hilarious. It's too. I totally see that. I can't think yeah. of anything. I'll that's go too see it with you. I love Nine a.m. Yeah. Nineteen. <laughs> about brain donors? Everybody seen brain I saw. donors? Oh, okay. What's That's that a about? brilliant movie. It's basically the Marx Brothers, but with John Turturro as, as uh, Groucho mm, and uh, Bob Nelson, the great Bob Nelson, isn't that Nelson? And Nelson. it's written by uh, Pat Croft, uh, who wrote co-wrote Airplane and oh, Top wow. Secret. Cool. And, oh yeah, uh, you know. So it's it's very you know Zucker Abrams and Zucker. In fact, I think they might have had something to do with the story, too, or whatever. But I think a lot of people have seen Dark Star. Am I right? What's that? I have seen Dark That's Star. That's one of my favorites. One of my favorites is it, movies. it's called Renegade with the Tom Selleck oh. and Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Futuristic? The runaway? They're, uh, oh, Renegade. Oh, uh, Renegade. Runaway. Renegade. Might be Runaway. She's a little no, Renegade. It's renegade. <laughs> 
Daddy's girl. Jamie, Jamie, trust us. If there was a way we could check. The internet will know. But there's a line Gene Simmons keeps saying. He goes, careful, Ramsey. They're loaded with acid. And they're these little, little robot bugs. spiders that yeah, yeah. shoot acid. <laughs> <laughs> he was, mean, in the whole movie, he's just like, Ramsey? Like, there's a clip on the internet you can find. He says Ramsey 300 times. <laughs> and it's just clips of him going, Ramsey, That's Ramsey, like, Ramsey. I want someone to do that with, with Carl in The Walking Dead. Carl! Carl! Where's Carl? Carl! They're always so intense on that show. What is it? Run away. Run away. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Sorry. World. Okay. We're here to to figure. Can we edit that out? (laughs) Absolutely. No, we're keeping it. We like to have the flaws in here as well. We weave it into the pattern. Now I have Renegade in the Tony Sam soundboard. Listen, Renegade. See? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Do it again. What's that movie called? It's called Runaway, right? Renegade. Oh, it's called Runaway. (laughs) No, Tony Sam. Rent, 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 rent. Renegade. <laughs> Wasn't Renegade the one with the motorcycle, the TV show? Yeah, yeah Lorenzo that Lamas. Was, uh, shot right. down in San was, Diego. It was a talking to- motorcycle. No. No. <laughs> How much longer are we going to talk about shit movies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about a million days to, wi- to die You know in what? The West. Uh, there are a million ways to die in the West, but the Old West doesn't have the corner market on ways to die. As a matter of fact, there are a million ways to die a million ways. And that's why it's time for another exciting edition of... A Million Ways to Die, the game show, West Edition. Hey, Hey, did you hear? Hitler's been defeated. The boys (laughs) in blue are coming back home. (laughs) Hey, I'm your host, Shimmer Slickington, and this is the show where we give you a horrible way to die, and you have to guess what, how you died a million ways. There we go. Thank you. Our contestants are a wily bunch. Let's meet them. First to my left here. Hi, sir. What's your name? Oh, my name? Oh, my name's Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. Oh, you don't sound like you're from around here. Oh, no, I'm not from around here. I'm from the United Kingdom. Oh, you're a chap, are you? Yes. <laughs> you ever sweep a chimney? Oh, every morning. But good. All right. Well, excellent. Good to have you here. Thank now, you. Now, remember, we're looking for, we'll say ways to die, and then you say where you think that there are a million ways to die like that. And what is your name, sir? <laughs> Well, my name's Adam. Adam, good to have you, Adam. Nice to have you. Just like Lord's first person. Oh, I don't. Want, I hope you're not going to have any sinful questions in this show. Oh, you, the, the, you know that is a very holy name, sir. Thank and you I, very I much. Wish for Thank the you very much. On show. Thank you very much, think, Paul. Think, name one of the apostles. Thank you. very well, much. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, sir. Welcome to the game show. What is your name? Bertrand. <laughs> Bertrand. Are we giving name last names as well? We don't have to. Bertrand Bertleby. <laughs> All right. The third. Should I call you Bert? Mr. Bertleby the third will suffice. I think I'm going to have to write that down. You any relations to the uh, Akron Bertlebys? The very same. (laughs) And our final contestant. Tom Cruise. Nice to meet you. Good to have you here. Well, you sound like a fascinating bunch. Let's dive right into the game. Here's how it's played. For example, if I were to say, at the hands of a ruthless dictator, armed gorillas, or malaria, you would say... A million ways to die in West Africa. Make ah. sense? Okay. Then let's play. Here we go. All right. All right. My first question goes to Adam, the first man God ever created. Go ahead. Go ahead. Permanent body dysmorphia uh-huh. from holding your body mm-hmm. in a cramped stress mm-hmm. position for mm-hmm. hours at a time. Uh, let's see. Would that be uh, uh, a million ways to die on Southwest? That is correct. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> well done, sir. 
Hey, let's make this a party, shall we? I wouldn't we? have gotten that. That's a good one, Adam. I wouldn't have gotten that. Hey. All right, here we go. I'll stay up. Question number two. Being torn apart by flying monkeys. This one goes to Gregory. No, I'm sorry. This one goes to Mr. Bertleby. Uh, Mr. Bertleby the third. Thank being you. torn apart by flying monkeys. A million ways to die by the Wicked Witch of the West. Hey, that is correct, Whoa. sir. Well done. Nailed it. It's tough yeah. competition here. Now we'll go over to yeah. Gregory, our, our gentleman chap from across the sea. Yes. Hung over a vat of lava while oh. a giant pendulum saw slowly cuts through the rope you're dangling from. Why, I would say that would be a million ways to die if you're Adam West. Adam oh. West! Oh. See what you did there? That is correct. <laughs> and finally... Tom Cruise. Yes. Thank At you. the hands of a man <laughs> in the black pajamas. Well, Paul, that would be a million ways to die if you're General Westmoreland. A man in the black pajamas, dude. Worthy fucking adversary. Who's in pajamas, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Congratulations. Uh, All right, so. I think we're going to lose. We didn't bring sound drops. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't travel without him. Well. Let's go back to Adam, not the movie guy, but the, okay. the, okay. the, yeah, the contestant on our show. Mm-hmm. Suffocated by media attention. Oh, suffocated by media attention. Oh, would that be a million ways to die if you're Kanye West? That is correct. Congratulations. Nice work. All right, let's get some more music going here, shall we? <laughs> oh, that's right. It is a game show. Yeah. All right, let's go back over to Mr. Bertleby III. Hearing loss from phoning every friend and extended family member to come to your show. Hmm. Well, it's a little inside baseball, but <laughs> I'm going to say a million ways to die at I.O. Wiss. That is correct. Oh, you mean the theater on Hollywood and Cosmo? The same. Sign up for classes today. Oh, I've been there. They don't do uh, Shakespeare, though. It's all oh, improvised. No, no Shakespeare there. Where in England are you from? <laughs> oh, all over, actually. <laughs> I believe they do playlists. Uh, at the, uh, Bertleby, uh, that name is uh, of what uh, origin is that? It's from he he pimped? ancient Hebrew. Uh, ancient Hebrew. Okay. Ancient Hebrew. <laughs> all right, right. I, I support ancient Hebrew. Hey, let's go to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Gregory being trampled by paparazzi outside the ivy. Oh, the ivy. Fancy, fancy. I'd have to say a million ways to die in West L.A. Oh, that is correct. Nice <laughs> rock. Congratulations. <laughs> is there a donkey in here? What's happening? No, that's just my voice. Tom Cruise. Yes. Driving a nice car. Uh, Paul, unfortunately, that's a million ways to die in West Detroit. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, let's go back to Adam for a final round. I don't being, get it. Being pulled into traffic by your tiny dog and hit by a driver easily distracted by sweaty men. Well, I've only been here a couple days, but I've already seen this. That's a million days to die in West Hollywood. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> nice dialect, by the way. Let's go back over to Mr. Bartholomew Bertleby. Bertrand. Bertrand Bertleby the third. Fool. Getting beat to death for showing ankle or driving a car or having an an opinion while female. Mm, I don't want to answer this one. <laughs> Is it because of your strict ancient uh, Hebrew background? Uh, I believe it's a million ways to die in the Middle East. That's correct. Oh, you also would have taken just being female. That's a trick question because it's not the East, not the West. 
Good, uh, good one, Bertrand. Let's oh. go to uh, let's go trick. back to Gregory getting hit by another car for putting an Obama bumper sticker on your car. Oh, that's easy. That's a million ways to die in the South that of is. America. Not in Brighton. And finally, Tom Cruise death by adopting Elijah Wood. Uh, that would be a million ways to die in the movie North. That is true. Congratulations. That's correct. And oh, what? time is up. It seems oh. we're out of time. And once again, we have no winner. It's oh. a crazy tie all across the board. Everyone's uh, doing quite well with the game. So uh, there are a million ways to die on a TV set. So everyone go ahead and press your answer buttons all at the same time. Ready? And... Oh, there you go. Oh, no. Oh, I hurt so much. Oh, no. Oh, I gotta feel My body. My body. It's ruined. Oh. <laughs> See... Had no ending. See, audience, it was <laughs> it was like a it was like a theater of the mind. You pretend you were there. What a treat, <laughs> Tony. When you became that character, I just want to know what made you choose to pronounce the letter B more than any other letter in the alphabet. Well, it it's pretty far up in the alphabet. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I feel like it should be given its uh, just just desserts because it's yeah. right after a and it should be pronounced more that's great i love that Thank i love you. that about you. do you guys mind if we <laughs> um tony and i have no been problem. doing this acting podcast right uh, we have we don't have the equipment yet do you mind if we squeeze it in now we're also <laughs> we're is that going to be are you guys going to be weird we're about that we're big fans please of words okay it's a it's a it's a, a podcast where all do uh tony and i we just talk about improv scenes that we've done <laughs> tony last week we got the suggestion yes. doctor's office that's right <laughs> then what happened and I remember we both came in as doctors. Oh. It was a very bold choice. Some may say easy choice. And a lot of people said that was a mistake, but in improv, that would be a gift. Mm -hmm. And we both came in as doctors, and mm -hmm. then we did a scene for about a half hour. So I say we just trying to do that right now so we get everybody on the same page. Okay. okay? Yeah, we need a suggestion. I can't, I can't follow unless I have the context of the scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To know absolutely. what you're talking about. Sure, well, we sure. don't have any integrity. We'll do the scene That's again. That's what I'm saying. We right. save right. scenes. We usually save scenes that went really well, yeah. so we can do okay. them again. Well, I'll just start it off. <laughs> the way I did. Okay. <laughs> but I'm a doctor. <laughs> well, that can't be because I'm a doctor as well. <laughs> it's pretty much that for a half hour. Yeah, we hey. just... Oh, he won. Oh. <laughs> no, and that means scene. your time's up. Oh. <laughs> Thanks well, for playing Quick Wits. <laughs> oh. <wow. laughs> That's how that went, right? Yeah. <laughs> And that would be a great show at I.O. <laughs> Come and listen to someone describe Im great improvs they've I'm done. I'm telling you, man, there's, there's nothing worse than dating someone who just started taking oh, improv oh, classes. Or started shit. doing stand-up. Because they're like, oh, there was this scene we did, and it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, God, when is this going to stop? I love you so much. <laughs> that sounds like torture. Yeah. It's just, hey, I get it. I used to be super excited about it when do. I first started. I did the Ugh. same thing to other people. So yes. it's like one of those things that you just got to be You've like. You've earned it. Yeah, right. You know You've what? I've, I did hey, it you gonna, It's going to go see TJ and Dave. You guys going to go see TJ and Dave? Have you heard of TJ and Dave? Let me describe you the scene uh, I saw them do. Oh, the first day I was here in, in practically in L.A., I was walking on Santa Monica when I.O. was down there in Prev Olympic, was down on Santa Monica, and I just walked up. Oh, here's where it is. There was a girl standing out front looking in the window, and she turned to me and said, Do you... Go here. This place is so great. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, wow, you have like just a glazed over look. It's like some sort of she'd been given hypnotism. The serum. Yeah. It's so great here. Like, All right. But I okay. do I do That's miss great. that. I do miss that, like, just getting into improv or sketch and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, it's where just it's that, like yeah. you're a ball of fire. <laughs> oh, you're just a ball of fire and you're like 22 and like, yeah. I've yeah. lived in Hollywood <laughs> so long. 
that I can no longer fall asleep uh, without the sound of an improv troupe warming up outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> Czechoslovakia, boom, shaboom. Zip, zap, zap. <laughs> Zip. And in Chicago, you would just get involved in everything. Be, oh, I want to meet more people. I want to know more people. I want to do everything. And you end up in the, like the worst shows. It never went anywhere. What's the uh, What's the worst improv team name you've ever heard? Oh God, I don't know. We used to make them up. My yeah. favorite was a spaghetti and improv balls. <laughs> we were, the we first were, team I was on was Swiss Family Robot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the the team name that, that never was was Chlamydia dell'arte. Oh, oh that's kind of yes. great. Really, no one ever went, took me up on I it. Love yes. They always went safer. I yeah. suggested that because <laughs> when we were coming up with Schadenfreude, I said that was a funny name that you would come oh, up no with shit. called Chlamydia dell'arte. Yeah, and I pitched it Hilarious. to Chicago, Compa- Chicago Comedy Company. And <laughs> they like, went with the Chicago out. Comedy Company. I'm like, all right. Very corporate. They're a whole Very, company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From Chicago. Yeah. See, you get it. Chlamydia yeah. dell'arte, you don't know who the fuck we are. Yeah, there's, exactly. a point. there's a point in that. Schadenfreude's good. I like Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. That's I actually one of my favorite Chumpo. I like Chumpo. It was a little ahead of people using that word a lot. Like it was one of those things where you got You brought it into it the uh, Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist. The Zeitgeist was our backup <laughs> name. It was Chlamydia dell'arte, Schadenfreude, and Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, what's the most difficult thing to spell? Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> there's an E on the end. <laughs> So let me ask you a question that we ask everyone who comes on the show. What is Great. your favorite movie of all time? Whoa. Uh, wow. That's, hey, uh, we wow. don't fuck around. Do you, do you have, it has to be one. <laughs> you can name two. You can name a couple. Well, what's your favorite this week? Because well, mine, mine, mine will change. One of my favorite movies ever is Flash Gordon. Oh. It's so good. I was just talking about that movie so the other good. day. Let me and ask it's you. Not a, I've I mean, actually never seen it. It's, it's awesome. It's really oh, great. It's so like good. visually, it's it's one of the. When did that come out? Eighty one. Oh, okay. Or eighty, I think. It might be eighty. Queen did the whole soundtrack. Yeah, that's great. Dude, I gotta watch. I mean, it's uh, insane, and yeah. it's <laughs> super bright, <laughs> like <laughs> colorful. Uh, and it, Max von Sydow is oh, Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Brian Blessed, Timothy Dalton's in there. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Dude, Sam. I got all. This sounds great. You remember Buck Rogers, the TV show? Yeah, it's like that, but better in a movie. Oh, yeah. I love Buck Rogers. <laughs> now I read something that the guy who they picked to play Flash Gordon, I can't remember his name. Oh, Sam Jones. Sam Jones, never acted before in his life. I think they just saw him. They said, "Hey, you look like the guy we want." It's so weird. George Lazenby <laughs> was cast that way. They when they cast people that had never acted before, weren't known actors for like the biggest things. Like, oh, you can play James Bond. I know you haven't acted before. <laughs> wow. yeah, you can play Flash. But Gordon. it actually kind of works. Like his ineptness in acting. I, I I like that movie a lot. But I was a big Star Wars fan, so it was right. just like anything. And Hollywood knew that I would do that. They were like, "We'll put out anything that looks like Star well, that's Wars." That's why they Tron, released it. Flash, when they did. Gordon, you'll go for Dude, it. Dude, I just saw Tron, uh, a screening of it downtown it's at the, the Ace Hotel, and it is there's there's one scene where like the guy's like, "We're safe." For now, <laughs> that log of a pot, and everyone in the audience just lost their shit. The character of Ram, that actor, yeah, not a very oh good actor. Oh my god! <laughs> I wait, but I, I want to ask one more thing about Flash Gordon yeah. real quick because when, uh, I lost my virginity to it. Really? No, that's not oh. what I was. Boom, boom, ask. boom, boom, boom. Must be so much suspense. I would pound to the rhythm. What are you saying? That movie is super campy, right? Oh, very. So, yeah, is would it be a crime to remake it? Like if you remade, well, they would make it really movies. serious, and it would be kind of. But would you like to see, uh, you know? Oh yeah, a on the on the level of Terminator Two, I mean, kind of Flash Gordon. It's not a thing to remake because it's no. that's a no? second version of it anyway. Bring on the boar worms. 
<laughs> if you've seen it, you appreciate what I just yes, said. There's that B again. Thank you so much. <laughs> Boy, <Boar Wars. laughs> you know, did you know George Lucas tried to get the rights to Flash Gordon when he couldn't get them? That's when he wrote Star Wars. Oh, oh yeah, huh? yeah. He wanted to make that's Flash right, Gordon because yeah, as a as a kid, hmm. he'd been a big Flash Gordon fan. Right. Well, then the studio saw how successful his thing was, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, now we got to exactly. make that was and Superman and yeah, Star and, Trek and Star Chaser Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. What was that called? Space Hunter Adventures Space in Hunter, the Forbidden Zone. Forbidden Metal Storm: The Destruction of Jared Sin. And You're Treasure, the Hunter from the Future. You're the Hunter from the Future and <laughs> Treasure of the Four Crowns. Zardoz <laughs> and Zardoz. She's Louise. All do remake. All do to be these remade. Guys remake are, that shit. These guys are film guys. Crawl like a motherfucker. <laughs> these guys really are film guys. We should call ourselves that. Yeah. You guys are talkies guys huh <laughs> oh, like so what is your favorite? yeah what's yours ron <laughs> well i i have a bunch of favorite movies like movies that i really like and respect i love old hollywood like charade and like i oh, love uh, roman holiday i just watched a bunch of those um and, but i always judge things based on how many times i can rewatch them i was just about to say to give you some focus choose maybe choose the movie that you can always watch here's the movie i can always watch and i actually started watching it this morning Oh, nice. uh, because I was on Netflix and I was like, because I like to just put something on to have background, on like radio, right? some background. And yeah. I was like, and then I can also like judge how quickly I'm getting things done by where they are in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's a good. And call. If you're gonna ask me like what movie I can always watch, I never like I put it like this: when it comes on TBS, I can't change the channel. <laughs> the Fifth Element. Oh, oh nice! I love The Fifth Element. Now that the one thing movie. I Future noticed, shit. Yeah, she's like. Super attractive in it. Very like, it's like, attractive. It's just, it's just like a, good Bruce Willis. Oh, it's just Bruce Willis being the best. Fucking Gary Oldman. Great is great amazing. Guns. There's great guns in it. It's like Gary Oldman, and then also um, uh, the puppets, dude from SNL who didn't even want to do the role. He hates Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Is, um, Tucker yeah. He is. Beep, beep, beep. He's but I mean, just hilarious in it, right? And he's like thing. out of nowhere in that movie. It's like now, real the, quick, I need someone to rain on my little parade. No, no. The one Paul. thing, I, the one thing I noticed about <laughs> the Fifth Element, and maybe you noticed this too, is, is that, that it's that actual, actual garbage. It has no Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Tom Cruise light. It has almost no Tom Cruise in it. It's so true. <laughs> I'm a little surprised you chose well, it's that. It's relatively Tom Cruise free. free. Yeah, you know is, what though? But it has like it has the spirit. What's your favorite Tom Cruise? Does have a Tom Cruise spirit. movie? Oh man, my favorite. Because my favorite movie of all time is the same movie I can watch all the time. What is it? A Few Good Men. Oh, well, that's a great movie. Uh, I could, I, if that t- if that is Cruise-y. on TV, if it's on TV, I also have it on DVD. I will mm-hmm. watch it on TV. I won't get up and put the DVD in. I will invest three hours of my life in that movie instead of two hours. That's Although a tough call. Top Best Gun Tom is movie? pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Top Gun. Risky yes. Business. I've pretty never great. been a big rewatcher on Risky that one. Business. Great. Is awesome. Rain Man is great. Uh, I'm actually, you know, boom, Jack boom, Reacher's boom, coming boom, up there, boom. though. Jack Reacher's getting boom, close. Boom. Jack Reacher. Boom, Jack Reacher's so much the fun. The firm. Oh, boom. Firm. Boom. I probably actually Take I can, I can watch the firm all the time. Mm-hmm. Firm is just uh, riveting. You, firm is Paul, great. you don't like you don't like Fifth Element. I don't like the comedy in it. I wish the comedy played more to my style. It just I like everything. fart noises. But then when Ian Holmes starts, you know. Jar Jar it up, <laughs> and when Chris Tucker, yeah, it was just too much for me. I, I, I want I you in all positions. On. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> I like that. Everything weird else, opera. I yeah, I like oh, that but opera she's like, scene. <laughs> that she's doing that's that little such thing. A that cool is thing. Yeah, and awesome. And then when he's like the guy, he's like, throw me the, throw me the gun, and he throws the pool balls. <laughs> so Mila Jovovich, <laughs> yeah, she's done Fifth Element, and then nothing but Resident Evil. Nothing but Resident Evil, pretty much. Movies. Which I always wondered. Like, oh, and Ultraviolet, and like the fourth her, Oh, Ultraviolet's the worst. I always wonder why like. Worst movie I've ever seen. I got thrown out of that movie. That's the only movie I ever walked really? out of. Well, by the by the print breaking. Charlie and I were oh, like, right, should right, we right. go? 
we should we just walk out? We were actually gonna walk out in a movie. I never walk out, and then the print broke, and it was like it threw us out and gave us our money back. We we're like, yes. Wow. Oh, do you know what happened to me once? I was at ArcLight watching Moonrise Kingdom opening weekend, sold out crowd full of professional white people. <laughs> Last five minutes of the movie, we're getting to the climax. Movie stops. Uh, uh, ArcLight people come in, surrounded by LAPD, going, ladies and gentlemen, we're very sorry, but we're going to have to evacuate the theater. There's been a bomb threat next door. And telling a bunch of white people that they cannot watch the end of a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I have never seen people That's... lose their shit so hard. That is Did awesome. everyone get a refund? And so, well, yeah, as we walked out, they were giving out tickets, and I was on a date with awesome. this girl, and we each got a ticket, and I went, Hey, would you be weird if I went back in line? And she's like, no, not at all. And I was like, all right, you're a keeper. And I gave her my jacket. And I just kept going through the lines and got like eight Arclight tickets. Oh, that's fantastic. So I, was like, I was like, this is awesome. Now, when, oh, they came in awesome. And, when they came in and warned you of the bomb threat next door, was it a Tyler Perry movie? Uh, <laughs> Zing. We hire professionals on this show. Right he's coming there. at you. He's coming at you. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. <laughs> Well played. Uh, well, I love the, oh, I love those arc light though. Uh, arc yeah. light is the best way to go. Fourteen, fifteen dollar ticket. We got no a lot of riffraff. Vista. It's you know, like, a, you know, that's it's the best crowds. Trailers. Well, Vista has the best crowds. The best. Vista's even better than uh, the Vista's crowds are great because they're like they're like the music box from Chicago. If you if you remember oh, that. Vista's yeah. like that like sort of crowd. Club. It's uh, the tickets are a little cheaper. The history's great. I mean, yeah. the history of the theater is amazing. It and looks awesome like in there. Five feet in between seats. The sound is impeccable. There, there is a lot of liquor in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was built on the same site of D. W. Griffith's Babylon, where they shot it. And it was built uh, Spanish colonial exterior, and it's all an Egyptian interior because at the time we just discovered King Tut's tomb, and so America was crazy about Egypt stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's why the inside of that looks like, a, well, what that's we hilarious. think an Egyptian tomb would look like. <laughs> yeah. Was it built not the same year as the Egyptian theater? It's, uh, it was in no, 19, was built in the 20s. I think it was 1928. Mm. Uh, Egyptian theater was built a year after Manch Chinese theater, I believe. A lot but, of the uh, adjournments Egyptian. inside the Vista were from like a lot across the street, right? They just bought them all up, and yeah. that's what they a lot of it with. Actually, some of them, I think, are oh, from D.W. Griffith's Babylon. Yeah. Like, some of the set is mm -hmm. actually incorporated into that uh, movie theater. I went on a tour of it once. Can you tell? Hey, what a, <laughs> that's what awesome. a treat. That's awesome. I love that theater, and now I like, oh. love it more. Well, that's when we saw Grindhouse. Mm. Was the Vista? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. full grandhouse presentation. Da, 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 da. So, what is? Uh, tell me about. Yeah, so you got a show coming up. Part two, the sequel, the sequel show. show. And for anybody listening to this, this will be tonight because this will be this will air in out Los tomorrow Angeles. morning. We're recording it Wednesday night, but yeah, May 29th at 9 p.m. Explain. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the the, the whole the premise of the show is that comedians. Sorry. <laughs> Your uh, announcement dude. felt like it deserved one of those. Uh, <laughs> comedians pitch their sequels to their favorite movies. Their versions of what they would want the sequel That's to awesome. their it's favorite That's awesome. It's sort of like movies. what we did with Maleficent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, we also have uh, someone come and accept a Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> as if uh, we, we present the show as it's been like an award show, like the Pitchies. So it's like the 65th annual Pitchies. Pitchies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we, we come up with a bunch of fake movie posters, and we present it in their like intro video to the person accepting the award, and then they accept the award on their behalf. <laughs> and then we, uh, we make jokes at the top of the show, like an award show, and then all the comics come out and they pitch their movie sequel. 
Uh, Ron is going to be doing the show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a very special entertainment portion of the show. I'm the entertainment. Uh, <laughs> it's a classic Ron Babcock bit. Ah, you're classic, gonna, you're classic Babcock. Classic Babcock. Classic is, just, doesn't even do it justice. Like, I wa like, I'm doing the bit, and even I'm like, that's classic Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I actually brought one. And this is uh, the Nerdist Theater, right? It did. It is. In the back of Meltdown Comics, the coolest place I, for theater I've so ever crazy. seen. If yeah. you're it's hip a to great LA place comedy. To see a show. You're going to want to be there. Give us a little piece of what you got. Yeah, there. I won't read the whole thing, hey, I guess. can you break off a little piece? Oh, <laughs> I hope you got a sweet tooth. Because, uh, mm. So uh, this movie, uh, Flight, the yeah. Denzel Washington vehicle. Sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun ride through uh, a man's addiction. Yeah. Right? Yeah, this it's hilarious. It's about a pilot who's a, <laughs> a, fun who's ride a drug a addict. Man's addiction. A drug addict drunk. <laughs> Who manages to not kill everybody on a plane? He kind of rescues it despite himself, right? I wish that whole movie was about his relationship with the hot flight attendant at the beginning. Yeah, because she was beautiful. She was amazing. Yeah. She was beautiful. Yeah. The first thing you see in that movie is boobs and full yeah. frontal. It's Robert Zemeckis saying, "I'm so, fucking done with the animated yeah. bullshit." No uh, more Forrest Gump for you guys. <laughs> yeah. No spoiler alerts. But at the end of that movie, he goes to jail. Okay. Okay. He admits his guilt. <laughs> right. You kind of got to know that, that, that to know right. the, the sequel. That movie kinda. just kind of ends as well, right? Now, do it's you think like, yeah. anyone turned the show off when you said spoiler alert? No. No. Yeah, for flight. <laughs> just oh, in really general. Want, people say spoiler alert all the time. Film. No one's running No one runs thing, to, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alerts become just a thing you say to show that right. you know that yeah, phrase, right? So, And I know shit. I'm about to drop knowledge. Well, spoiler alert's a way of saying I'm about to ruin something for you. Just like when people say, are you cool with that? Which means, tough shit, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Right, right before I come, I always say spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I I'm always done. say I'm sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Luckily, no one's around a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he admits his guilt at the end of that okay. film. He goes yeah. to jail. All right. But that's so, not where the story ended. The story does not oh, end. God. Thank you, David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. So I present to you a snippet of Flight 2, Invasion Earth. Nice. Excellent. So after the roller coaster ride of events that occurs following the crash of... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right on the word crash. <laughs> the crash of Southjet Flight 227 <laughs> to Atlanta in the first film. Alcoholic and drug-addicted pilot Captain Whip Whitaker, which I love that that's his name. That is, is a it, great. It's the funnest name for a, a alcoholic. For a it's a almost killed a bunch of people. Addict, right? It's a hey, full on. Hey, I'm Whip Whitaker. <laughs> hey, you want to do some whippets? That's you can just call me Whitaker for short. <laughs> right? They gave him the name with. It's a full on whippets. Denzel name. He was Gray Grantham in a minute. Yeah. It's his thing. <laughs> right? He's got crazy names. Sentenced <laughs> to prison and ready to accept his fate. Finally facing his demons, nothing could possibly shake the broken man that claimed he was finally free. Or could it? <laughs> All right. Two years have now passed since the events of the first film. Mm -hmm. Flight 2 begins with Whitaker on, pr on a prison phone talking with representatives from Axe Body Spray. <laughs> hoping to cash in on his bold bad boy image. <laughs> I told you, I ain't want nothing to do with that stink-ass shit you call body spray. With all due respect, Mr. Captain. <laughs> With all due respect, Mr. Captain. We're <laughs> Do you see what I did? Do you see what I... That's it's a play on words. It's a play We're on willing thoughts. to offer you $1 million to market a new Captain Wit scent just for you. 
<laughs> as tempting as that is, my answer is still no. Is that your Denzel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One million dollars won't bring back those lives. Mm-hmm. Every night in his cell, he relives the day of the crash over and over again. Nobody could have landed that plane like me. Nobody. He screams. <laughs> shrouded <laughs> in a thick blanket of sweat. All right, so I'll just read this one page, and then you'll have to come and see the show for yourself. Yeah. One day, while pumping iron, because <laughs> he had to pump iron in prison, <laughs> he's told he has a visitor. Guards bring him to a secret room where he's met by top Pentagon officials. General Ace Murtaugh informs Whitaker <laughs> that what he's about to tell him is classified. <laughs> Whitaker leans in. You had my attention at hello, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Murtaugh informs of the grave danger the entire planet Earth is in. Satellites initially picked up readings that indicate a large fleet of alien vessels is headed towards Earth, and a secret nuclear launch has failed to stop them. And now, the only way to stop them is to have the captain fly a 747 with nukes into the mothership, and only a man who's drunk... And on drugs can do it. <laughs> now you'll have to. I, I won't, so they found the perfect guy. I so it's. I won't read the rest, but essentially the tag of the film is addiction brought him there. <laughs> Interstellar love kept him there. Now the only prod- problem this addict has is aliens. <laughs> so yeah, he falls in love with a, with a, an alien who also has an addiction. <laughs> she has a, a substance abuse problem. Aww. And uh, like, he, there's like sex. The, yeah, that's great. I like a movie that says something. There's, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. Independence Day meets Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. I like it. I like there it. You go. That's right. <laughs> a movie that does not get enough credit. Oh, Absolutely. that's one of my favorite movies, Joe versus uh, the Volcano. I can always watch Joe versus oh, the Volcano. That, that is one I can, I can yeah. roll over all I enjoy the time. that film. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, I'm glad, we, I'm, glad we ended on, with you, I'm glad we ended on something that yeah. we both agree on. Brain <laughs> That's oh, wait. But while we're talking movies, let's have another rousing edition of... What did you see this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see a movie. Uh, well, you can be in the last. You can one. lie. The last one you saw, you can say you saw this week. Oh, we'll cut this part well, out. Last, I'm telling you, we said that. The last one I saw was Godzilla. Oh, uh, the last one I saw was Godzilla. Godzilla. Ooh, Godzilla. Yeah. We talked about Godzilla. We can talk some Godzilla. I did. I well, I I liked the way they made Godzilla look. I liked the way he breathed. Now here's his a question. Fire. Here's a question. I liked all that. Didn't look like fire. All right, because I've had some nuclear breath. Well, it's, it doesn't look like fire in the in the regular movies either. Right. Yeah, it's, it's nuclear, nuclear breath. breath nuclear okay. Breath. Now, by the way, I'm a huge Godzilla fan. That's part of the reason I liked it. And uh, but I love when his in the classic Godzilla, his back would turn blue first, and then oh, yeah. and then he would the, breathe the, the, the nuclear yeah, whatever. Yeah. I loved the sound of the arc reacting. Like it sounded like mm. a, a transformer turning on. Like every, but right before he breathes, the fire goes dong, 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 and then he. The sound in that movie was awesome. It was like yes. just the way when the oh when God. the monsters moved. I was like, man, God, the sound. Whoever did the sound design of this was amazing. To think that yeah, none of that's happening. There's none of none of the sound that's you hear. Yeah. You know what is, I. I, practical. I didn't care for was the the son character. I didn't like him. I don't. I think that's been was my that was my uh, problem with the movie is just the main dude just was like, eh, well, you're uh, right. I was doing like, it. If like, it was, it was just, Brian Cranston, yeah. it was I wanted him to be alive. There's, yeah. a, there's a full hour of that movie kid. without Godzilla or Brian Cranston. Yeah, and that's that's a letdown. I think that movie started gangbusters. First ten minutes, I thought they're mapping uh, it, was, it out for 
this is going to be great. I like that it took a while to see Godzilla. Like I, I, I enjoyed that. And the other that. thing that kind of threw me, I didn't know how I to, did and I still don't know how I feel about it, is the sequence with the little boy, like the the classic little Japanese kid with a baseball know, right? cap and the red coat. He's in. He's the little boy that's in every Godzilla movie, and they plug him in for like ten minutes. and They go, "There's a little Japanese kid for a while," and then he's gone. Well, I you don't happy? like how the Japanese kid didn't say thank you. He just went <laughs> off, found his parents, and I would have went up to them and be like, "Um, yeah, yeah. I saved your kid. Yeah. So yeah. how about like a handshake there was or like." A- Giant uh-huh. lizard. I'm not dead because of this guy. Yeah, so it's so. like, can you like, what does it cost you money to say thanks? Like, what's going on? Here? <laughs> but they kind of just wedged that in there for yeah. ten minutes. Glad you saved the kid who apparently doesn't have any like social skills or <laughs> right. manners. Let me ask you this now. Um, at the beginning of the film, you're supposed to you have to watch the opening credits, otherwise you will miss what's part of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where they tried to kill Godzilla with a nuclear weapon, yeah. and now he's all of a sudden their friend. Come on, who you crapping? See, I don't know these. Hey, Hollywood. Here's the thing. Hey, Hollywood, who you crapping? <laughs> I don't think he's saving the city. I think it just happened to be that. Tony's sticking that it to him. He killed he, the animal. He, he likes was. to eat flying giants. I think yeah, I think it's, it's it? he doesn't like the flying giants because he's messing the cities up. You know, he's oh, not really like trying right. to steer around buildings. He's not exactly like tiptoeing yeah. through San Francisco. Oh, I know why yeah. I didn't like him because they killed another Godzilla. They were in the body of another Godzilla. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. They the were. beginning. They found the. So there was a Godzilla wife. Maybe that was his wife. Baby mm. Godzuki. They were inside a Godzuki. 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 <laughs> they call him. No, I think they <laughs> called it. Godzuki. Godzuki. They called it Manila. <laughs> I looked it up. Oh, there oh, was yeah. the baby. Yeah, in the cartoon, it's Godzuki. Oh, and in the, right. And in the movies, it was Manila. Manila from Manila. Minzilla or Minilla or Minya. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like Minya. Yeah. That's Minya. Like that. Well, let's talk about because you love Godzilla, but you love X-Men, too, and I know you saw it. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Don't Your spoil thoughts. it, because yeah, I'm going to go yeah, see yeah, okay. You no, can't talk gonna go about it. I'm leaving. I'm 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 I got to go. I got to go. If you talk about it, I'm out of here. I will go. I will not sit here and listen to this, because I want to pay $6.50, and I want to get my movie short, because I deserve to see it. And I'm a big fan of the X-Men. I know all the X-Men. I know so it just turns out that Mystique, you know, Mystique was there. That's a classic riff. That's a classic T-Bone Beatock riff. Tony, just let it be. You let, the under- the let the audience tonight. understand that that was a classic riff. You're going to see a lot more of that. <laughs> the perfect advertisement. And it only costs $5. Does it cost money? Does it cost money tomorrow night? Or tonight? Tonight you roll a 24-sided die. Oh, so you're no, you don't. It's eight dollars, guys. Actually, <laughs> that would be a really fun way to go into like some sort of nerdy comedy That's show. Like you the roll it, neo futurist, like free neo futurist. Oh man, you know, but that would be a cool thing to do, though. That would be a really cool <laughs> thing to do. I should do that. Actually, there's a Chicago comedy group like Neo Futurist, right? Yeah. I almost I wanted to name a huh. comedy group troop ones called the Futurist. I thought that was so cool, and then I was like, "Well, I better Google it first to see if anyone took it." And I was like, "Fucking Chicago!" And then yeah, I you gotta go with obscure German names. Nobody gets to those first. Yeah. <laughs>
So, um, so that's X Men. Well, then, so anyway, a couple so, days ago, we saw the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark Temple of Doom double yes, feature at the New, new Beverly, oh, which new is a great Beverly. theater, right? The New oh, Beverly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beverly. I'll talk about that. Yeah. I'll, I mean, that is was it? It was the greatest well, movie. Well, that's my favorite movie of all time Raiders it's, of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's a perfect movie. And, and what I said about Temple of Doom was if I hadn't seen a movie in like six months, <laughs> it'd be great. But unfortunately, right after Raiders, it's a huge letdown. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. I got there late, so I didn't, and it was packed. For Raiders, yeah, and I could, couldn't get in, even though I was like halfway down the line or whatever. Plenty of room over at Blended, by the way, at the Grove. I love Temple of <laughs> but, Doom. Uh, Kalima, okay. Shakti. Well, here's the thing: I like Temple of Doom, and and mm. when I was a kid, I honestly noticed no qualitative difference between the two movies, yeah. which is ridiculous. That's uh, just purely yeah. eight year old. Same here. It's just, then when you get older, then you, you start because I did that like, Back what? to the Future, where I thought Back to the Future Two was so much better than Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to one of those things where they showed them all, and I watched one right after the other, and I was like, oh. Back to the Future was clearly the stronger film, <laughs> yeah. but as a kid, it was all that future shit yeah. that I was like, hoverboards! Mm-hmm. So as a kid, it's like, eh, I used to love both so I saw them. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom six nights in a row, you know, and I look wow. back at it as like, wow. what, a, what a cheesy movie, what a but jerk. back then, I was like, <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> but, but being late for Raiders was perfect because that is a terrible double feature. Like, most things are, great. like, for example, I watched X-Men movies all week before I went to go see Days of Future Past. Oh, that's cool. Like, like and, and, that, and that. that's a great, you know, quad, quintuple feature. Sep- is there six, a tie feature. Are they all tied together? Turns out there's a lot of references. A lot of characters, kind of, yeah. I should watch all Because the third one, don't, doesn't everybody die? Uh, yes. But this one, they go back in time, so those people are all alive. Oh, like Cyclops. Yes, yeah. Tony, that is a character from that movie. <laughs> He has a vision with a laser eye. Oh, God. Here I've we heard, go again. I've heard this. He'll do this for hours. Sullied about. Are you, so, you mean bandied about? No, Ban- he meant uh, Might I correct your old fart talk? Is this sullied? What's sullied? Bandied? You are sullying Cyclops' name as you bandy it about. That's, oh, that's the problem. Right. Here's one thing that happened in line waiting to see Raiders. I, went, uh, I saw my friend Andy and a couple other people, and I said, now, Thursday, and this is true, but don't go see it. Go to this show. They're doing at the Egyptian... The trilogy, the Indiana uh-huh. Jones trilogy. Oh, I gotta cancel my <laughs> spot on the show tonight. Tom. Me too. I'm out. <laughs> and uh, can you guys guest host? And, and everyone went, oh, the whole of the trilogy, and the trilogy. And then went and I saw my friend Mike in the theater, and I told him they're doing that. And they're like, oh, the trilogy, and it was great. All those conversations with all those people. No one went, hey, there are four movies. <laughs> We've all officially washed that movie that out of hilarious. the out of the culture, and hopefully that is hilarious. so. Holy yeah, because there was not a four. If you're going to show all of them, you show all three. No, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny though. I'm such a New Beverly fan uh, that I'm going to go to your show tomorrow night. How long is it, by the way? Oh, you're in and out in no more because than one they're doing hour a Pam Greer minutes. double feature. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> I'd love to. They're doing a Pam Greer double feature. Oh. New Beverly. I'd love to make it to the second one. You guys, uh, you ever go to the my outdoor priority screenings? Is local comedy? Huh? Did you ever go to the outdoor screenings at Cinespia? Oh Sinestia. yeah, I've been to a few of those. There are bunches of them. I went yeah. to one in the the in the uh, the, the uh, Hollywood Forever Hollywood Cemetery. Forever Cemetery. I, just went, I, did, I saw National Lampoon's <clears throat> Vacation, and I went and saw oh, Jaws. Sweet. And you know, oh, what? they just had the Jaws. Where they show Jaws? Uh, Jaws was at the Hollywood Forever oh, Cemetery. Oh god, it's a, go. it's a fun you, place to go. Were you, you just, scared all over again? Well, here's the thing. I was like, I've seen Jaws. I've seen Jaws, and then I realized that I have not seen the first half of Jaws. And then I was like watching. I'm like, I've never seen that this first scene. Is and it's real. And it's, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, it's a. Gr- I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is a masterpiece. Obviously. Yeah, like it's he, such uh, a good movie. A went, what? Uh, he came a out. What? What's, what's the what? author of uh, Peter Benchley? Uh, he said he was sorry that he'd made that film because of what it did with people and making him afraid of sharks. 
Mm-hmm. And if he, he could go back, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't. He, that movie he would too have terrified so much money. the country. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable what yeah. that movie did. I mean, right. yeah, it's just like, I mean, can you think of any other movie that had that much impact? You know, like I'm, I'm trying to think Keeps of one. Keeps you from doing things that are. Jerry I mean, Lewis is funny time. That's, that's the one. The Beach. With Kept Leonardo DiCaprio. With your Leonardo DiCaprio. What's I mean, up? Piranha 3 Double D. <laughs> the deal is J.J. Abrams did a, a TED Talk. That was a booby joke for Tony. <laughs> booby! J.J. Abrams did a TED Talk, and he said, talking about the first half of Jaws, there's a scene where Roy Scheider's character is just like lost. He doesn't know what to do. There's all these bites <clears> and attacks <throat> and stuff. He kind of doesn't know what to do. He's sitting at home, and he kind of folds his hands, puts his head in his hands, and his kid sees him do it and mirrors him. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. they have that little mirror scene, oh, and J.J. Yeah. Abrams said, that's the scene you need to copy. When Jaws came out, people said, Attack of the Piranhas, yeah, Attack yeah. of the Alligator, Attack of the Birds, whatever. And they said, no, this, that's, this, that's what everyone copied, was the idea of animals attacking. But that's yeah. the scene you want to copy if you're making a movie that's going to so be funny, like Jaws. But it's so funny, because it's so like, human. Like, it, just, it, it was such yeah. a nice moment between a, a father and a son, right. and it made that character so like, oh, God, this guy's got the world now, on his shoulders. I was under the understanding that that was a documentary. <laughs> no. I read, go to IMDb. About a shark. It's not. It's about a it's shark not. who just doesn't like this policeman. Wikipedia it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a sh- about a shark that has a vendetta against the police. He hates the cops. And then subsequent films are relatives of that shark. They try to that, exact revenge That sounds against. like absurd Tony talk, but that's true. <laughs> they, they actually say that in some of those movies. Like, this is the son or the cousin or yeah. whatever. But speaking of that moment of the dinner table, there's another moment in that movie that I just tickles me. It's where Roy Scheider's... Um, the sex in, scene. It yeah. makes me laugh every time because it makes yes. you laugh so much. It, it, he's, he's in the shop and he's getting paintbrushes and cans and things to ready for the shot, to, to uh, paint the sign. And his deputy is outside <laughs> through the window. And Roy Scheider's trying to get his attention. So he throws something at the window and the guy turn, turns and just waves. He's like... Hey. <laughs> it's that dopey deputy <laughs> he yeah. has. Everybody, like, no, get in here. There's attack. Oh, everybody hey. died yeah. when that yeah. was shown. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. That, that hit pretty hard. Yeah. That's another great... <laughs> moment of that movie yeah i mean that's t- quentin tarantino said that once in an interview i think on charlie rose he said <laughs> <laughs> okay adam you watch charlie rose onward please he said uh he said if you if you put a microphone in the crowd you would swear uh, jaws is a comedy and he said the same thing with pulp fiction even though they're not comedies but no. but if you put a microphone in the audience for jaws you'd swear that's a comedy it's a funny movie you know because well, all like, good it, movies have Funny points that maybe they're not intentionally like maybe well, they were fun. It's or they're just a well, all to fun. also yeah. to break up the. Yeah, I was going to say there was a lot was, of that going on in Jaws. I think yeah. I was like I was watching the movie and just I noticed I kept like r- my hands were rubbing against my legs back mm. and forth, especially like, during great. all the like riveting moments. And I was like, it's like I know what fucking happens, and I was, it was so unbelievably tense when I was watching That's it. Great. And That's so, great. And there's so and every other uh, movie that came in Jaws' wake that tried to be a scary movie like that fails to have the great scenes they have on the orca on the ship. Mm-hmm. The story yeah. about the what's the Constitution? Is that the ship that went down? Uh, no, Indianapolis. Oh, Indianapolis. 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 Yeah. And all all, all, yeah. the, all those great moments too. I mean, just any other movie would just breeze through all that to get to the next special effect. They uh, they actually because that scene was so powerful, they wanted to do a movie. I think Spielberg I think had yeah, optioned right. the rights to make the movie about, about the that. Indianapolis, and then they never did. Yeah, that would be a yeah. great movie. That'd be a creepy movie. Yeah. And, and it, I'd rather they make that than remake Jaws. A thousand it's, men go it, in. It's funny you say like all hey, these people who out. imitated Godzilla. Jaws. Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> 
it's funny you say all these people that imitated Jaws because the imitators of Jaws were all like Roger Corman and uh, Enzio Castellari and all these like schlock filmmakers yeah. who just made these like you know rip off or who who made Alligator. I don't even know. I think John Sayles made Alligator. Oh, yeah, he I think you're it. right. He wrote Alligators it. He wrote Piranha, I think, also as well. Oh, yeah. But anyway. And Cameron came along, too, and did the, the second pair. one. Yeah. I liked okay. Alligator. That's a, I, I loved That's Alligator scary. as a kid, yeah. They flush it. That's uh, got the Jackie Brown dude in it. What's his name, Max Cherry? Robert Forster. Robert Forster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, listen, i got to uh, wrap things up here in a second, but let's go to a conversation I had with movie guy Justin Bowler earlier today. We chat about a big project he has coming up and talk some independent film because again all the indies can get lost in the summer movies he would have been here tonight but he doesn't like you guys yeah oh, that's no, true that's, yeah, no, I he won't say that, that in the segment we're going to show <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but you can see it in his eyes yeah you can see <laughs> it in his eyes. wow I don't like that <laughs> so we will uh, we will uh, go away but be back here in uh, we'll, we're going to go away for 10 seconds and then we'll be the Justin thing and then after that we'll come back here for one more second here we go Movies, 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 Indie Gangnam Style, brought to you by <laughs> Justin Bowler, everybody. Uh, hey, what's this? The Indiana Jones theme. Yes. Woo! When you think indie and you think themovieguys.net, you think of uh, our uh, next segment here involving Justin Bowler, who was our indie film reviewer for themovieguys.net. That's right. So uh, I wanted to have him on and talk some uh, independent films Woo! and all that kind of stuff. And uh, why don't you lead, actually, with a project you're involved in right now? Yeah. Uh, the There are a couple projects I'm involved with, but specifically... Um, I am helping out a theater company, and I got involved with this, and they're, they're a stage theater company. I got involved with them because they were doing a series of short films. As a theater company, they have a small area where they are putting money into so they could make short films with all of their theater company members. It's a great idea, um, and they're working on that. It is, and I'll tell you why that's a great idea. I don't belong to a theater company. Right. But... If I did, I would want to make sure I'm in enough projects. Yeah. And you can only do so many plays. Absolutely. So I'm glad they're doing that to expand out to, to the whole company. Absolutely. And on top of that... And they, they better all be getting involved. They are. All yeah, right. Or yeah. smack them. No, I mean, there was Pay your dues and one. do nothing. Right? That's, well, that's, I guess that's one of the things about being in a theater company. You know, you bring in people who write, you bring in people who direct, you bring in people that act. So you get a community and then you say, hey, what if we were to all change formats from this to this? We all know what we want to do, but uh, can we move over a little bit? And, and uh, we're, we're in Hollywood. Let's start making these things. And so they started doing that. It was, it was very impressive, in all honesty. And the company, did you say the company? No, it's uh, the Eclectic Company Theater. See, now I keep wanting to call it the Eclectic Theater Company. Most people do. Now, why is that? I think there is an Eclectic Theater oh, Company somewhere, and, and they stole it. Like, you know, I think there's something big, like, I don't know, New Hampshire. You oh, know, big theater place, New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> like, if I wanted to call myself, you know, the Roundabout Company Theater, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be infringing on this New York business at no, all. No, right. not, not at all. Or the right. Chicago people, right, exactly. Right. I'm Center Group Theater, Los Angeles. <laughs> right. Not infringing on anybody. Right. I'm the Academy of Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, 
So what what can we expect then from well, this from whole them. endeavor? They're making a uh, they are making a series of short films, and they're they're doing a fantastic job, and they're awesome. That's how I originally came aboard, and I really like the group of people. So uh, I became a member of this theater company, and now. Um, as a part of this, they are branching out even more. I mean, obviously, they do stuff for the stage anyway, and now I'm trying to step aboard and help them. They've got this, they have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now, and this is a theater company that's been around for like 25 years. They're all about helping the community, doing all sorts of things like that. And this was just one more project that they said, hey, let's do something. It's all local artists that we're going to put on their stuff. And uh, obviously, we're using, you know, local actors because they're not, they're not, they don't have enough money in their Indiegogo campaign to fly people for, out from New York. Right. Obviously, but it's all located right here. Uh, Screw those in, guys in, in the, New York. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, come I mean, on. except for the listeners of this show <laughs> and the Roundabout <laughs> Theater Company. Those are guys are great, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, they're okay. Roundabout <laughs> Company Theater. Now that's a whole different exactly. Thing. <laughs> um, so they have an Indiegogo campaign, and I'm trying to help them out. I'm one of the people that's producing on it, and. Uh, the incentives, this is what sets this different. One, it goes towards a good cause because they are a nonprofit theater. Two, the incentives that they have um, are all sorts of crazy stuff. And I mean, it starts with something simple where if you just want your name to be mentioned in a program or have your name toasted by the actors when they go drinking after after rehearsal, that's one thing. But up to. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. The, <laughs> I literally. That Tom. Is, <laughs> to Tom, Tom Hickelson, and uh, yeah, we speak your name, you know, and then on the next guy. Absolutely. Um, so just an they, excuse to drink more. They really do yeah. do that, and actors drink a lot. I don't know if you spend a lot really, of time with actors. If you've learned nothing from this segment, please support the drinking habits of actors in Los Angeles <laughs> by actors. supporting the Eclectic Company Theater. The, the indie campaign won't go to paying for the drinks for the actors. Oh, but of course it, not. It no. will go to but telling them to toast, giving to them a afterwards. reason to drink. Right. Right. Stuff from that all the way. As to, if a life in theater isn't enough to drink. <laughs> right. yeah, to drink. Um, there's another one where it's literally a walk-on. You get to walk on. Oh, cool. you, you have a you you get to be on stage atmosphere while something else is going on. To also having a role in it. I know in one of them specifically, you have a major role and you are on stage for the entire one act hmm. as as a character, as a pivotal character. No acting skills required. Mm-hmm. We can actually do this. Um, and then there are a few other things. It's like where uh, you, you get it with, you have lines in it. And all of these, because we have this great company that we're working with, um, they are donating as many DVDs as we need. So literally for something as simple as $25, you get two DVDs from a 10,000 DVD library. So name a movie, and they've probably got it. We don't have all of them. We don't have a lot of the new releases, but we've got a ton of classics and a ton of things that you love. I should explain to movie guys. A one-act play yes. is like a 3D <laughs> short film. <Yeah. laughs> there you Precisely. go. <laughs> it's a short film, and it takes place live yeah. on stage. The actors are right there. You know how you reach out for in the movie? Don't do that in the play. <laughs> right, right. You, you touch an actor. Right. So. If, if, if when they are speaking, if they have a really long monologue, they may spit. It could hit you if you're in the front row. So that's a hook, huh? <laughs> and how much is that? What do you got to donate for that? <laughs> that's actually just the price just of a ticket. Just for free, yeah, you buy a ticket. Price of a ticket. But anyway, um, if you go to their Indiegogo campaign, if you were to go to Indiegogo.com and then search Eclectic, or excuse me, search Eclectifest. Oh. I know. it's We made it nice and easy to find people. <laughs> Trust me. Search Eclectifest. Not E-C- to be confused with Eclecto, Spider-Man <laughs> villain. <laughs> right. Uh, that's, yeah, totally different. Um, E-C-L-E-C. T A F E S T. Eclectifest. It's like, it's one of the first or second things to pop up. Um, I would say just the Eclectic Theater, but if you search Eclectic Theater, you know who you're going to get? Those fat bastards the, in New Hampshire. The, the New Hampshire guys. <laughs> we don't want to help them. They're trying to change theaters. No, don't help them. Help us out. They, they can worry about their local people. So everybody from the, fa- how many company members are there? Um, I believe there are 45. 
something huh? like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great, it, it, and it's not just, it's writers, directors, actors, producers as well. And, and they'll all get involved in it. They are, they're all, they're so all a, a part of this. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, they, they are great. They've been around for 25 years. They have a whole thing that they do for kids. Um, lots of charitable stuff. Now, full disclosure, they've made short films. They have made short films. Uh, and I have uh, worked in post on one of those. Fantastic. So, so, so they, they're doing... Those are some bizarre films. Well, kind of cool. They wanted to go, uh, you know, uh, really. What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, independent. A- esoteric. Re- esoteric <laughs> is the word. That's, that's the a, word. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's well. Theater people tend to think outside the box. So when you give them the opportunity to transfer their yeah. their idea to a different medium, you get something different than yeah, what you're yeah. used to. But no, but it was actually it was all shorts based on dreams. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. these will be rolled out. Right. Uh, slowly too. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, that. there's a lot going on. And and besides all that, a full slate of just plays that are generally uh, absolutely main stage production, Shakespeare and musicals and all that good stuff that people normally do. This is just a, a nice, fun side project. Once again, to kind of get the community involved, bring people together. You can help be a part of the team. You know, you don't feel a sense of community where you are. You can be a part of our community. There you go. That's right. Um, in the uh, valley. Right in the valley. Yeah. Everybody loves the the NoHo Arts District. You don't right? want to do porn. Right. There's another. We got another community, much safer, <laughs> much safer. And no condom laws. Nope. No, no, <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike that other industry, <laughs> unlike right. that other industry, unlike the eclectic theater company. Right. Um, but once again, rather than tell the people to have to go all the way to Indiegogo.com and then do a search for Eclectifest, because once again, it makes it real difficult. Mm. Um, I did not design that, by the way. You know, I kind of stepped aboard and said, guys, <laughs> let me help you out with this. So this is my way of trying to help them out. Because, you know, sometimes you need a plan from the very beginning of what's nice and easy to find. You don't want to make it difficult for people to give you money, which is why you are going to list a link, correct? Correct. On the Movie Guys page. With this podcast, if you're listening to it and, you, and you've listened, say, on iTunes or if you listened on SoundCloud, I'll put the link in there too if, uh, uh, best I can. But if somehow you didn't get a link because you went through your phone or something to listen right. to it, go to themovieguys.net and the link for this podcast will tell you all about how to get involved in the Indiegogo campaign for one of our good movie guys. This guy went to Phoenix with us. Yeah. And he's been writing indie reports for themovieguys.net for a long damn time. Yeah. What's some of the best stuff you've reviewed indie film-wise? The best there? film that I've... Uh, uh, one comes up again and again, and I talk about it whenever I'm talking with indie filmmakers, whether it's on on camera or on radio or whatever. Uh, one of the best documentaries I've ever seen is Official Rejection. It is just... Oh, yeah. It's... It, Great friend of the show and it, mayor of the Phoenix <laughs> Film Festival, Paul Osborne. I'll tell you what. Film. It's because... The reason why it's so good. One, it is a fantastic documentary. Two, as an indie filmmaker, it is... Absolutely eye-opening for yeah. anyone who's ever submitted to uh, an independent film festival. Yeah. It's it's something you have to see. And it's got cojones. And it does have, yeah. have cojones because they call out people. They flat yeah. out call people out and say, you are doing things wrong and you're an elitist group and that is not what your <laughs> festival... Let people know. Don't just take $20 from Joe Schmo over here who could be donating it to a collect-a-fest. <laughs> <laughs> so eat that shit. Now, will you take a rejection for your festival? Exactly. Yeah, the tough road um, to hoe there. But. Uh, and then I just saw another fantastic one, and I'll have a review coming out. Uh, well, by the time this airs, it may be already out, um, which is The Big Ask, which I really loved. With new friends of the show, yeah. David Krumholtz and Tom Beatty D- were on last week. Dynamic. Probably I, Thomas. He's a director. I don't want to call him Tom. <laughs> Director <laughs> Directors, Thomas. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Directors also get persnickety. They don't want, they don't want their names yeah. to be shortened like Dave, that. Dave could be Dave 
Krumholtz, you know, <laughs> right. he's the actor. He, Absolutely. You have to go David. Right. But you probably go Thomas. Baby. Right, yeah. With Steven Spielberg, you don't say, hey, Steve. Steve. You still call him Steven if he right. wants you to call him, you know? <laughs> and this is a great film, which is good to hear because we had the guys on, we talked all about the movie, and I hadn't had the chance to see it yet. I wish I saw it in Phoenix, but again, you can only see so much when you're running around introducing films. I would have loved it if I could have seen it before you guys talked to it, because then I could have come on and just gushed all over them. Because seriously, I love I love everybody that's in the film. And I love the film itself. It's it's really very well made. And then also I have production questions about them because uh, it they got all these great stars to be in it. They got all TV people to be in it. And they're people that you know and recognize. And they're all wonderful. Um, Jason Ritter. Jason Gillian Ritter. Jacobs, which oh, I learned. Oh, I my gosh. Oh, I thought it was Jillian. Oh, I I thought it was Jillian too. It's hey, Gillian. Man, see, the, the movie guys were not just here for entertainment, clearly. <laughs> we're also here to inform. On occasion. Yeah, yeah. On occasion. Oh, she, and she is... Could she be any more adorable in anything that she does? The answer is no. No. And especially in this film. She's like community, you know, she gets to play this character, but community has its own style and it's kind of out there and they are larger than life. And in this she gets to play a more subtle version of that that's a little more well rounded. And she gosh, she I could just gush all over her. She's so fantastic. Well hey now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, gush all over her with compliments. Right. Well naturally. (laughs) Right. 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 Uh, all right, well, let's, uh, because uh, Justin here is our indie reviewer for the movieguys.net, well, we have him here, you know, summertime isn't excluded from indie filmmaking, even though you got your Godzillas and your X-Men and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, I want to do with Justin another exciting edition of something we do here all the time. We're going to break out the old mailbag oh. and, and whip up another exciting edition of Indie Roundup! Got the old mailbag and see what's come down the pipe here. Woohoo! All right, folks, let's see here. Now, howdy, y'all. I don't want to get your knickers in a twist. There's a whole saloon full of movies of what making their way to cinemas that the folks out in our remote neck of the woods might not see till they shows up on Blu-ray. Ha <laughs> ha, honking honkers. <laughs> but, well, we'll tell you about them so as you can get excited when they do. Y'all big city folk will have the privilege of seeing these here films sooner and later. Here we go! Yeah! Oh my goodness! And there, yeah. Get along, little doggy. All right, now first to come in your way from Hollywood Land is a pellicula called Chef. One of these independent movies, what has a bunch of no-name actors nobody's done ever heard of before, like John Favreau, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, Who? Dustin Hoffman, and Robert Downey Jr. And right there, that's what you call sarcasm, a very popular form of tickling the funny bone that independent movies like to use wherein you say one thing but mean another. <laughs> Just like when the judge asked you if you knew she was underage before you took her across state lines. Now, uh, let's see. Best guess we can tell, Chef is about a fat guy who likes to cook. So that right there makes it real. In the Old West, we'd have called him Cookie. Now, this here rotund feller gets fired from making fancy food for uppity types that don't like eating gluten or having flavor in their food. So he gets the wise idea to fry up a whole heap of eats on the open road by getting himself a mobile kitchen on wheels, what can serve food to drunkards and homeless folks right out in the street. But this little doggy can't ride all by his lonesome no siree Bob. He teams up with his ex-wife and little buddy for a three-way orgy of the palate. Whoops! Together they roam the prairie dishing out eats to stranger and kinfolk alike, all the while learning a little bit about themselves. And heart disease! <laughs> Yee-haw! 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 Yeah, all right. 
Well, not for nothing, but there's another movie that's opening in your more urban settings this very weekend called Filth. Filth! It stars that gentleman who plays a young Captain Picard and then X-Men movies. Uh-huh. And I don't want to alarm you theater-going folk, but he talks a little funny. <laughs> in fact, everyone in this movie is talking with a thick, crazy dialect that's hard to understand unless you're all real paying attention. That's know hard to do. <laughs> These fancers, these furners, are doing enough of losing the gins to make the engines jealous. And what's more apt to shove a weasel down your drawers and make you holler for milk is that this here gent's a man of the law. What? Can you believe it? While he's dirtier than a sow gardening in a mud hole. And this whole time he's trying to fend off her buddies of this whore trying to wedge themselves into his action. What the? They're all more corrupt than the Earl of Blue Bruce. The Earl of Bruce? The Earl of Bruce. <laughs> or the Earl of Bruce. Because in that's who they all sound like. Oh. Everyone in this movie should be yelling, Freedom! From that movie, you know, that we saw on DVD. Oh, Amistad? No, Braveheart. Oh. Which begs the question, why doesn't a movie called Filth star Mel Gibson? That's a good question. Well, that there's your indie roundup, everybody. And, and uh, don't worry, Justin Bowler's reviews are much more uh, <laughs> uh, intelligent. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least well, they make a, a little question. more sense. They yeah, make a little true. more sense than a cold you don't need, read. You don't need a dumb dialect to read them. <laughs> But, uh, hey, folks, that's been your Indie Roundup, and uh, good hearing from Justin. Uh, he'll be back next week to help co-host with our new guest. Uh, we have next week. But now let's get back to the uh, Movie Guys Showcast proper. Yee-haw! The theme from Indie Roundup. Well, come on now. We got TVs. We got VCRs. We got sound systems. We got a whole hell of a bunch of deals. You're going to want to get down here. And that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at TheMovieGuys, on Facebook.com, slash TheMovieGuys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Tony Sam yeah, Ron Babcock. Uh, now, tomorrow night, th- well, Thursday night, I should say, the day this probably opens, yeah. is your show. But yeah. do you do this regularly, right? It's once a month. Okay, okay cool. Good. So you can always catch that at the Nerd Melt Showroom. And uh, thanks to Jamie Clark Elvington for watching the board, providing stats and corrections because we screw up a lot. Say and Steve, hi. Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every <laughs> week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. We'll be back next week with a new month full of summer movies, starting with Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Lee's Tom boyfriend Cruise. and Ron's boyfriend, Ooh. Tom Cruise. Boner yeah. time. And special guest uh, John DiDomenico. We'll see you then. Hey, hey, let's do the radio version of when you go to music. Like, we all pretend like we're getting into a conversation like yeah, they do on talk shows, okay. but they, like, fade out the sound. But so just, how's that happen? So, so you... just do the exit Okay, again. guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, my God. So, oh, yeah. So, I'm going to fucking kill movie. somebody. I can't wait to I go home and master it. I swear to God, I am. I swear to God. I'm kidding. Or am I? You don't know. That's a power. I wanted to scratch my balls. Thanks. Are you talking about scratching balls? Can I get it on Okay, good. You guys are hilarious.